like life is a ritual, you know? So <laughs> that's, what, that's what Tantra has really brought me to, that it's every moment is the moment, you know? So you don't need to go out of your way to create space to have another ritual. You are the ritual. It's the gift to be here and to be able to experience. And so let every breath be, be that, be that special, powerful moment because you can always call, call yourself back into your body and be in the moment. When I was living in Calgary, I remember like waking up at like 5 a.m. and doing these like really gross salt water cleanses to like <laughs> cleanse my blood and like pray to all the different directions and... Good for you. That's like devotion. Yeah, exactly. But I guess for me, when it comes to rituals now, it's really just about having the... being present with my inner awareness and what are my thoughts and what am I actually... What's it like inside of my body? And then observing myself out in reality and seeing how my little avatar participates with everything. Sometimes they're running through the forest screaming naked and going and <laughs> jumping in the river, you know? Or sometimes it's having a dance party and twirling around my living room. Or sometimes it's doing deeper tantric practices where I can feel what that energy is in my body, what's showing up for me, whether it's anger or grief, or maybe I'm just too excited and I need to calm my energy down, but feeling it in my body, giving it a life, and then using sound, movement, and breath to relocate it or to use it as fuel to empower another area of my life. You don't always know what's on the other end. If you've never experienced bliss, then how right. do you know what it is? But continue with the practices because you're feeling curious about it and because it's feeling aligned. And then one day, just like in the presence book, you're going to feel this whole shift. And I know that's happened with me so many times where I'm like, oh, I'm at the peak of spirituality right now. Like it couldn't get any better. And then it's like I go through like a tower moment in Taro. Like that's what they would say in Taro where, you know, your, your world seems to be crumbling where really it's just that you're detaching from what your reality is because you're ready to have another leap and then you have access to so much more that you didn't even see before right you learn your energy field and you start to learn where it is and call it back in which means that you reclaim all the pieces of yourself and then you have all the power to invite pleasure into every moment as subtle or as powerful as you desire it to be this is a good episode <laughs> <laughs> so all you need Show up, Living. pay attention, Your participate. Favorite la 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 life, la 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 life. Good day, namaste. Welcome to Your Favorite Life. I'm Jeffasaurus Rex, and my goal is to bring you conversations of growth, creativity, and adventure. This podcast is sponsored by a good friend of mine, a realtor in the Simcoe County region, Derek Clugston. You can actually catch an episode with him and I on episode nine, where he talks about mindset and motivation. And there's plenty of lighthearted laughs in that episode too. Today's episode, I had such a pleasure speaking with Ashley from Where Happy Souls Bloom in Barrie. Ashley was on fire during this conversation where she spoke so articulately and got into this flow and really reflected exactly what she was talking about and how impactful it can be for us to check in with our nervous system and to learn methods of self-regulation and learn how to tap into our inner world and process our emotions and have a meeting with ourselves from time to time. 
so that we can show up for the world and live a more tantric lifestyle. So I really learned a lot about this conversation and I love what Ashley offers with her business at Where Happy Souls Bloom. She has a virtual school as well as in-person self-guided and mentored sessions to help with journeys of expansion and self-development and intuitive healing sessions as well as spiritual massages. So I hope you really enjoy this conversation it definitely moved me, and I look forward to sharing this with you. Catch you on the flip side. So, Ashley, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having uh, me. Where happy souls bloom. <laughs> yes. And, uh, yeah, no stress. <laughs> we just started with a little uh, dance and twirl to yeah. get, uh, get rocking. And um, that's something. Uh, who, who taught you to do that? Like. <laughs> My inner child just loves to twirl around my living room all the time and I've been doing it for like a year and I actually feel like I can really twirl well with like my hands and get so crazy and it just feels so freeing. Yeah, like I feel like I feel like we need to do everyone needs to do a journal exercise of like our favorite things to do as a child. Yeah. And then compare that with our adult life and like, oh, are we, why aren't we, you know, doing puzzles anymore or why aren't whatever it is, like why yeah. aren't we dancing anymore? It's like, oh, I used to love dancing to Power Rangers theme song or whatever it is, right? <laughs> but, uh, Spice Girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Making up dances <laughs> and then getting our parents to come downstairs. Yeah, making, we used to make plays. Uh, we, my dad would be like, oh, we're going we're gonna to recite. We like, just made up a play. We were, I don't know, 10 years old. And uh, yeah, I feel, like, I feel like we need to tap into our inner child more. And, yeah. Um, so... I'm really excited actually because my one of my favorite topics is travel and you got to go to India and Bali. Yeah. Right. So my first question is like, what sent you there? What how did that come up one day, you know, or it was over time and then something clicked and said, I got to go to India. Why don't, yeah. we, why don't we start there? <laughs> I know. That's such a great question. Um, the reason why I went to India was because I wanted to learn yoga where it came from, from authentic teachers and teach traditionally when I came back to bring it to Ontario, to my clients. And so I also wanted to travel the world. So I thought I could <clears throat> integrate my work with my passion to one. And so... Yeah, I just decided um, a couple years into my business that I wanted to bring on yoga and I met a woman named Anita Carr and she's from India and she really helped guide me in finding a teacher that was authentic and like lived the life in the ashram and would be able to give me the knowledge that I was looking for because I really wanted it to be like from the Vedas, traditional, 100% authentic and what yoga really means. Yeah, cool. Good for you for taking that leap. So. I don't know much about like living in an ashram. Like, so you you lived in one of those while you were there. What was that like? Yeah, so I went to India twice. The first time I went to India, I went to southern India. It was called Kerala, and actually by yourself. Yeah, I went by myself. Anita, I ended up becoming friends with her because we had clients, and they said you guys would get along so well. You're offering very similar stuff because she's an Ayurvedic practitioner. 
and Ayurveda comes from the Vedas, and I'm all about the Vedas. So throughout our friendship, like I said, she really helped me pick out this place specifically because of that teacher. But it's also known for having one of the top 10 beaches in the world, and this beach actually, they used to take elephants and bathe the elephant, elephants in the water as a ritual for honoring the elephants. I'm not sure really all the specifics, but I know that was like of significance to the land when they first came there. But yeah, so I did stay in an ashram there, and an ashram is kind of like a community home. So I learned a lot about like how a Buddhist would live. Um, little things just like, you know, always cleaning your dishes right after and then having a traditional meals. So Ayurvedic meals and when we were doing yoga, I learned like an Ashtanga Hatha and so you're creating a lot of heat in the body. And so the meals that we were eating were actually very neutral without too much flavor to them because they didn't want to cause any more heat in the body. So we really got the opportunity to sink into that experience with our food, with the environment and the culture and then with the teachers. That's so like, f like detailed or intentional. It's like yeah. okay, like you're going to a hot yoga class, say, and then your body is full of heat. Like, it might not make sense to, you know, eat a really hot soup afterwards, like to overheat, right? But like, I don't think we think about that enough in you know the Western world of like we kind of just eat what's in our fridge or like on the go and mm -hmm. we so I, I like that you speak about rituals and you use the word honor and like those types of words like yeah I, I want to get into that but first <laughs> I want to ask like okay so yeah you said community living like an ashram like that's really beautiful and I'm, I'm trying to think of places like that in say the western world say in Barrie even here and like yeah I, I, I almost feel like I've been coming to the sandbox once a week for the socials yeah. and I'm like, okay, like it's not, they, here they don't start with the business card. It's like getting to know people first. And of course business cards get exchanged, but like I'm coming here every week and I'm starting to like get to know a lot of people here and like some people are having drinks. It's really lighthearted and they have parties and like, oh, this is like the community thing. It's a space that it's like a second family or if you're at work all the time, like that's like your second family. So. Yeah, do you think there's like something transferable in say Barry that that's like an ashram or do we have an an ashram space I here? I think there is a place that's similar to that, but what really I'm not I'm not totally aware of it. I've I've heard through the grapevine that there is a place and it's I'm happy that you brought it up because I have been looking to seek it out, so maybe now is the time to do that. But actually what was coming up for me when you were talking about the community <laughs> here was that okay, I'm so used to having like love all the time and hugging my clients and everyone just celebrating each other and being in such an uplifting positive co-creation with other people. And so when I went away and I was alone, it's like who's hugging me and telling me I'm amazing and who like you know what I mean? It's like I just met these people and I wasn't like totally confident at that time. I was still learning a lot about myself. And I remember after like the first week I ended up crying and the girls that were staying beside me were like, what's wrong? I'm like, well I just haven't had a hug in like a week and like I need to be hugged, you know? And every day it became a ritual after that that we would all hug. And so it was so nice to connect and create those really deep bonds and to share in community living, like having people meet you in that space of equality and non-judgment and want to open their heart up to to you right and through that we all bonded so much and we still actually talk so it's 
it was such a nice small group of us that got to connect and in that community space like you all have your own space but then there's shared space so it was nice to be able to mingle but then still have your own little nest to go back into and then have people walk by and pop in and it was really nice that's awesome yeah yeah like being able to bond intimately um, and you speak about, I feel like we're just gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna scatter on this episode. <laughs> yeah, we're that's okay. <laughs> so, like, like, let's start, like, let's use the word ritual. Like, so what kind of rituals, actually, wait, before I ask that, like, let's stick to the ashram. Um, yeah, why don't we have that in Barry? Why don't we have, like, I mean, it's like a yoga space too, or I mean, we have. This a is a form. space where you live. So, like the the meditation teacher Sanjeev Kushup that I learned from, he like grew up in an ashram, and so, yeah, you know, at that time I knew so much more information about it, but um, in the traditional like way that a Buddhist person would live, they'd talk about it in 25 year cycles. And so you're in an ashram, you're learning all these philosophies, you're learning the way of life, you're doing it in community, you have your teachers there to support you. And then at a certain point in your 20, like the first 25 year cycle is learning yourself and how to operate in your body. And then the next 25 year cycle is like, um, being at service to like family or like accumulating things like your home or whatnot. And um, the next 25 years is about doing like deep education, like deeper, even deeper education in the philosophy and in the way and integration. And then that last 25 years is when you actually start to kind of let go of all the attachments that you've accumulated. And there are people that are in this phase that you'll even see around Barry, and I believe they're wearing orange. And um, in my second yoga teacher training when I was in the Himalayas, there was a guy in my course and he was from India and lived on the mountain and he met a person that was in that last cycle. And basically at that point, you're so connected, you don't really need to do any more ritual because you just know it to be true with your whole being. And so these people would go around and bless and help and assist and they act as a servant to the divine. And um, this man that I met in my course had a first person experience with this angel, earth angel, um, Buddhist man who actually like saved their community from like a snake that was killing people. And he had mentioned a few other stories as well. And I know that was really amazing to actually see, like know this person that had an experience with this um, Buddhist man that was so connected because in my journey, I've, I believe in that and I'm aligned with that. And so then to witness it was just such a beautiful gift. Yeah, that's wow. That's 25 years to uh, to process like, <laughs> our own body. <laughs> like, yeah, like from birth to 25, and I'm sure I'm, there's a few like refinements that can be made within that. But on a 100 year lifespan, that's how they've kind of categorized what you would do in that traditional life. Yeah, and then at the, towards the end of your life, like serving and yeah, yeah, I feel like that's something that when we look at our elders here and you know we put we, I don't want to say we put them in homes but like you know I feel like they're not treated as as important yeah. as compared to other parts of the world it's like you know these people have been on this planet for 80 years versus my 30 years and like you know they've got a lot of minutes here um, it's let's hear their story what can yeah. they offer like let's respect them and like yeah maybe You'd like to think 
that they're a little bit stubborn because in their ways because they're older but maybe that's not like I, I, people in say india who are the elders like would you ever call one of them like stubborn but like you would never disrespect any elder in yeah. india like even in my <laughs> teacher training my first teacher training like yeah there's a hierarchy for sure and it's beautiful and the information that they're passing down are the information of these sacred texts because they are gurus and mentors of these philosophies and so they are held at high respect and um, even just circling back to Sanjeev Kashyap, who was my meditation teacher, he was in that phase of his life where he was now at service. So he had a family and he would leave them for like months on end to go and teach the way of life, right? And it was so amazing actually, even because some people didn't really fully understand like what his examples were because he has such a pure mind because he's been aligned with this for so long. So I remember I was able to translate some of his examples into like modern day examples so that we could bridge the gap because there is a totally different lens to look at life when you are exposed to that journey versus the Western journey. Just like you said, landing in a home, this is the way we are experiencing our way of life, but in India, the elder would be always cared for and they constantly do ritual. Um, I have a lot of Indian clients actually, cause I do a lot of chanting and things like that in my oh, sessions. Cool. And even now I know that those clients of mine will do devotional rituals with their grandparents where they wash the feet as a sign of respect or they do the head massages for one another. So, yeah, I love all those rituals that they do in their own community to create that strong bond within their family units that maybe in the Western world is a little bit lacking, which is why we're putting our grandparents or whatnot in these homes where that's the level of um, care they're being given. Yeah, I remember I saw when I was in Belgium, I saw a little girl, she was like six and she was paddling in this rowboat. She was rowing the boat with like her 75 year old grandfather and I was like that is the best photo I've ever seen with my eyes like it's just oh. it was just a good bonding moment yeah. right and I yeah I wish uh I tried to do more bonding with my grandparents um when when they were around and and it was hard for them to I, as they get older and I don't know what it's like in those bodies like I'm like hey you used to love line dancing like let's go line dancing and so yeah it's a different different way of life I wish I could have done more of that um and trying to like learn about your history like like your great-grandparents and like who were they like what are they passing down I like that like yeah passing down your uh, your minutes on this uh this place um what kind of like I think routines or let, let's call them rituals or ceremonies like I think those are really special. I, I'm, I've been doing this breathing meditation twice a day. So 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes at night. It's called the presence process. Mm -hmm. And as you're reading the book, he's like, you know, don't worry if you're not feeling too much transformation. He's like, just make sure you sit down and do the breathing. He, like I could picture him like that's what his voice sounds like when I'm reading. He's like, just focus on the breathing. Don't worry about like, don't even worry about the readings here. Like if you're not, it's not totally integrating. He's like, just make sure you do it. And then it'll, it'll eventually happen. Yeah. And, and so I wanted to ask you, and we could talk about that too, but I want to ask you like, what kind of rituals or ceremonies have become important um, for Ashley? Like whether it's a morning routine or like a weekly thing, or if it's spontaneous. That you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot comes up for me because it's changed over the years. Because even like you said, you know, like 
don't worry so much if it you're having these quantum leaps right now, but over time, continuing with the practices, you'll see the results, right? And so for me, when I first started, like uh, many years ago, like 13 years ago, um, when I was living in Calgary in my apartment, I remember like waking up at like 5 a.m. and doing these like really gross salt water cleanses to like <laughs> cleanse my blood and like pray to all the different directions and good for you. That's like devotion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and actually, there's a um, there's a YouTube that I always share with people who are interested in tantra, and it teaches you how well it says modern day examples on these you know huge philosophies so that you can really understand quickly how devoting yourself to the practice. You, you don't always know what's on the other end. If you've never experienced bliss, then how right. do you know what it is? But continue with the practices because you're feeling curious about it and because it's feeling aligned. And then one day, just like in the presence book, you're going to feel this whole shift. And I know that's happened with me so many times where I'm like, oh, I'm at the peak of spirituality right now. Like it couldn't get any better. And then it's like I go through like a tower moment in Taro. Like that's what they would say in Taro where, you know, your your world seems to be crumbling where really it's just that you're detaching from what your reality is because because you're ready to have another leap. And then you have access to so much more that you didn't even see before, right? Um, but I guess for me, when it comes to rituals now, it's really just about having the, being present with my inner awareness and what are my thoughts and what am I actually, what's it like inside of my body? And then observing myself out in reality and seeing how my little avatar participates with everything so that I can then, um, well, by paying attention to those th two things, I will use purification practices to make sure that my nervous system is in a space of balance and then regulate my energy body so that I can show up with a clear connection to my higher self and express from that space and those rituals look totally different sometimes they're running through the forest screaming naked and going and <laughs> jumping in the river you know or sometimes it's having a dance party and twirling around my living room or sometimes it's doing deeper tantric practices where i can feel what that energy is in my body what's showing up for me whether it's anger or grief or maybe i'm just too excited and i need to calm my energy down but feeling it in my body giving it a life and then using sound movement and breath to relocate it or to use it as fuel to empower another area of my life so my rituals have become so layered now um, compared to in the beginning when I would pull tarot cards or I would smudge myself or create a portal at my door with intention or connect to different planet planets and call upon their energies through meditation. So yeah, it's really a collection of everything over the past 13 years and then knowing myself enough to know what feels good to do right now. What am I feeling and trusting that? Right. Like oh, I haven't pulled a card in a really long time. Yeah. Maybe I'll pull, pull a card today. Or, yeah, it's been a long time since I've gone for a run. Like, or, or even right now, I'm just really connecting to the element of water and I'm wanting to expand and not be limited. Um, and so that's why I started doing the cold plunging because I wanted to break through that mindset barrier of being like, oh, I can't do that because it's cold outside. It's like, no, I want to embody and enjoy every element of the earth because it feels amazing and it gives me so much life. And I just feel like I'm really living when I'm able to, you know, be able to experience all of life. So even in those things, seasonally connecting with the elements, um, is a really big one, I'd say. Like the air element and water element is really great for moving emotions. And 
I don't really like the fire element too much, but I started doing Pilates, and that's been really helping my elemental makeup. So sometimes it looks different. Sometimes it's not always so much this spiritual ritual where I'm getting down and I'm, you know, connecting with Ganesh and I'm clearing a block. It's really just like, oh, well, you know what? I know I need movement right now. And so the ritual for me is being grateful that I have a body that I have been able to communicate with. And I know, oh, you know what? I'm needing to have Pilates right now. And that's my ritual, going to Pilates every day. Or, you know, again, it could be something super spiritual as well, but it doesn't always need to be, I, th I would say. Yeah, it could be as simple as, like, when I eat my meal, I'm going to do it not in front of the TV. I'm yeah. going to go do it with, I'm going to light a candle. I'm yeah. going to, like, try and focus on tasting my food, smelling my food, like... Like life is a ritual, you know, so that's what that's what Tantra has really brought me to that it's every moment is the moment, you know, so you don't need to go out of your way to create space to have another ritual. You are the ritual. It's the gift to be here and to be able to experience. And so let every breath be be that be that special, powerful moment, because you can always call call yourself back into your body and be in the moment. But so often we're scattered across the universe. Right. Yeah. And so that's why Tantra is beautiful as well, because you learn your energy field and you start to learn where it is and call it back in which means that you reclaim all the pieces of yourself and then you have all the power to invite pleasure into every moment as subtle or as powerful as you desire it to be this is a good episode <laughs> <laughs> so there's so much i want to say like it, this would be my example like if you were to when we're done this episode and we when you walk through that door it's, it's like a change of scene or a change of a moment. And so they say, like, every, every time you wake up, it's a new start at life, right? Like, you get a fresh slate. And, like, you know, you can go deeper to that and say, like, you know, every breath you take could be a, a fresh slate. Um, but I think it's helpful, like, when you're new to it, to think about those changing moments. So, like, we're in this room right now. This is kind of, like, the present moment of where we are. But once we leave this room and you go to your next activity or whether it's you're going for a meal or going to see a friend, it's, like, that transitional period are great moments to pay attention to that, like, okay, like, let's check in. Like, how am I feeling? Like Yeah, and, exactly. And, other, and if you, because if you don't do that, you can get wrapped up in the scatteredness of everything's just all all one although that's a whole other conversation about like that also is cool um but if you're if you're trying to learn to be more um focused like those are good moments to to do the the check-in with the changing of a scene i always like to look at it like a portal and you know we made a commitment we're here we're having this chat so this is a portal of life that we opened through dance and now we're <laughs> you know we're in it we're in the portal now we're co-creating we're living it we're creating the life and then when we leave that portal is going to be closed and we'll be able to come back into oneness with ourselves, right and it's like what is that like what's it like to not be distracted by the portals that we open and close all day long and actually just be with yourself and you're always at one with all that is you're always existing exactly what you need to be doing. You're breathing in each breath, you're exhaling each exhale, you're always in balance with the environment, but then because we're in this manifestation, we're in this reality where it looks like everything is different, we can get confused and we can think that because of judgments and things like that, that we're out of balance, right? But in Tantra, we always kind of come to that belief that like, you know, we are always in balance because our body is enough. And as we breathe, we put out life for others. And as we breathe in, we breathe in life. And so just through that simple act, we're always kind of, we're always doing exactly what we need to do, right? 
in those, the reason why I kind of go into that is just because in those transitional moments, I feel like that's where people can go into the past and start to self-reflect and pick out all the negative and then be anxious and then want to fill up all their space with different things to do to distract themselves from who they are. And the first over, like thing that you'll have to overcome in Tantra is really being with that, being in the transitional space, what's there. And uncovering that will open you up to all the seeds that you are going to plant in your garden and we'll see what wants to bloom and what doesn't want to bloom and what you want and what you don't want. And I think that what really gets people away from being able to deepen their human experience, which is the path of Tantra, is they don't want to walk into those space moments mm -hmm. and they want to stay in those portals that are fun and creative and with others so that they don't always need to, you know, see what's inside of them, whether it be good or bad, you know? Yeah, it's actually pretty neat. Although it was very difficult for a lot of people when the world shut down for, say, two years and everybody got unplugged from lots of support and communities, it was an opportunity to plug in to ourselves, like you're saying, during those transitional periods where, like, instead of just going on your phone in between meetings, like, if you just sit there for 10 minutes, your body is such a smart machine, it's just gonna tell you what it needs, what you need, right? Yeah. And you have to just listen, or your, your mind is like, your mind is always like connecting dots. It's just, you have to take some space sometimes to be in silence or like, you know, go for a walk and tune into your senses, and yeah, the answers will just come to you. Like, oh yeah, that book has came up 15 times. Like, why have I not gotten and bought that book? Like. But we're yeah we we fill our our time with distractions. I like that word you use portal again. Like these these words need to be more in the vocabulary. Like honor portal uh, balance. Like um, what else? Like yeah. Something was coming up for you when you were just talking there because I feel like um, that what I was mentioning before about like inner awareness, self observation, and the purification practices. Like these are ways that we can communicate to our body, and tantra is that language that communicates to your body. A lot of times in those space moments, we're experiencing anxiety because we live in a world that is not meant. It's it's accelerated. You know, we have all these different stresses going on, and so in those space moments, what we're normally experiencing is an elevated nervous system, and when you allow yourself. To to go into these little practices of ritual either by yourself or with another just naturally your nervous system is going to calm down and then you're going to be able to access pleasure pleasure in being calm pleasure in being present just feeling good being in your body right and so that's why i really love the tantric practices when it comes to those rituals that you can do with someone or by yourself because it literally is the language of your body and you could be i could be sitting here talking the way that i am going a mile a minute laughing my butt off but if someone is starting to do a tantric practice to me here naturally what's going to happen is my nervous system is going to calm down i'll end up taking a deep breath in and out and i will get so relaxed and all that stuff that's not mine that we pick up on because we're vibrating balls of energy and we're always attracting these different frequencies everything that's not ours will go away and the busyness of the mind will calm and then we'll really be able to hear what those next best steps are whether it's getting that book or whatever it is right um but that's one of the reasons why i really love 
of Tantra and when everything shut down, I really started speaking publicly about it because I felt it was something that we all needed, a path to deeper connect to ourselves in a way that felt playful, fun, and easy. So often we're like doing this inner work and it doesn't feel good. It's like, I don't want to look at all my traumas and all the things that hurt me and then revisit it for like the next however many sessions. Like, but Tantra really allows you to move through that frequency in a way that actually communicates to your physical biology, your energy, which is studied through quantum physics, and then allows you to access your highest expression, which is your soul, because we've calmed the nervous system, we've balanced our energy, and now we have that clear channel of connection to our true self. You're good at this. this <laughs> is, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, what was coming up for me? Yeah, the word, I think the word, ple it's all these words. The word pleasure, I feel like is associated typically with say uh, something sex, sex. sex. i know yeah. Uh, yeah or or like you know something delicious delicious like, yeah. yeah okay okay but when you said like your nervous system calming down and the pleasure of being calm yeah i don't know if i've ever heard those two words together and it's like there's that book and i have to look up again how to pronounce the word but it's h-y-g-g-e it's like um higgy and basically it's it's from uh it's a Danish word, I believe, and it just means um, it means co the cozy life, how to get comfortable um, being calm and like, you know, wearing a blanket, um, making warm foods, um, you know, reading a book somewhere. Learning quiet. these tantric practices so that you can clear the energy in your body, because I love that. And I feel like those things were told to me as well when my nervous system was super out of balance. And when I had all the fabrics around me and all the coziness around me and the tea and the candle and all that stuff, my mind was still busy. I still wasn't able to calm my mind. And that's what I love about Tantra because you understand your biology. You understand that you live in a body that's run by the nervous system. And then you learn how to manage your energy body through practices, through meditation, through Tantric rituals like movement and yelling practices and all these different ways. So you can actually release the energy and then enjoy a space like that where the fire is lit and you have yeah. your drink and you have all your cozies and I get so passionate about that because I feel like that's the part people are missing like they'll be like oh I can't meditate because my mind is busy it's like that's perfect what are you thinking let's get to know you let's write those <laughs> thoughts down what's in your mind what do yeah. we really need to be thinking about and like why do you keep thinking about the to-do list or something that doesn't matter and let's move that energy out of your body through these practices so that you don't have to hold on to it anymore because quantum physics is the study of everything broken down on a molecular level is vibration and so just like if you're listening to the radio like 99.9 or 104.5 like you're literally listening to a strand of frequency that's outputting that knowledge and so that's exactly what everything here is going back into the conversation about we're all one there's no separation between anything but I always kind of say like well this is my base station so my soul lives in this little base station and whatever this base station vibrates out I'm gonna feel as emotions because that's how humans connect with their environment but are those really even my emotions like are those my thoughts or did I pick that up because I'm moving through an energetic environment right. and I'm trapping that right just like when you go into a room and you're like oh man I think there was a fight in here and then like you're weird because of it you know like learning these different practices that allow you to separate yourself from another so that you can stay sovereign in your own human experience and regulate that human experience so that you can be in pleasure all the time you can be in pleasure watching someone you know do whatever in front of you knowing that you're showing up authentically to you because you're regulating your body you have a pure channel of connection to your higher self and you're in that space of clarity that's really that journey of what tantra has done for me and so many of my clients that have worked with me
Cool. I went off there, you know, as I do. No, that I, I <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, in the untethered soul, he says, your mind is just trying to find a place to settle. It's like energy that's moving, and whether it's like journaling it out, talking about what are you thinking about? Yeah, you have to like, you have to find a place for that energy. And then and decide, is that actually my thought? Like I've been talking about that a right, lot this week. Or did somebody say that to me? Like, yeah. Or is that from my? You're such a bad singer, and then it's like I'm a bad singer. I'm a bad. And then singer. is is that <laughs> from the old paradigm? Is that from you when you were a kid, or you when you were in that last relationship, or you when you were in that marriage? You know, or you in that job? Like, is that the you now, and is that the you that you're creating that's going to be the you ten years from now? Because I'm always looking to be existing in the version of myself that's ten years from now. You know what I mean? So if I have a thought and something triggers me from my environment, I'm going to feel that. And I'm going to be like, whoo, yeah, what am I feeling here? Am I feeling some fire? Am I getting hot? And I feel, am I feeling sharpness? Is my mind getting busy? And then why? Why is something in my environment having that rule over me enjoying my human experience, right? And then really understanding that by asking your, yourself those questions of curiosity to, to then decide. Because that's the tantric journey is overcoming the ego. You get to choose if that's your thought or not, right? And then by having that conversation with yourself, you get closer with your values and beliefs. And you build this unshakable bond with yourself that's undeniable. And after so many times of devoting yourself to these rituals and these practices, you then no longer need them because it's undeniable the truth of what you are and who you are and the knowing of that. And then nothing is able to really shake you or rock you from that, right? So it's such a, it's a beautiful journey that has very, many layers that can go to the rituals, to the first steps, and then all the way into the lifestyle and just the flow of, of being in that state of just, I know I'm protected. I know I'm here for a reason. I know that whatever I want is always on its way to me because I'm connected to the elements. I'm connected to the air. I know I'm at one with everything. So if I want something, I can just breathe it in because everything's energy. And that's like the really becoming, having that tantric lifestyle, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like it when when you're going throughout your day and you feel a resistance comes up in you. Yeah. Or your mind is like thinking about something and you're like, oh, this is really interesting. Yeah. Like, why am I having a hard time processing this? Like, is this... Um, something I just need to do some shouting, like you said, or to go for a run or to j jump in a plunge? Um, or is this something I need to feel and like integrate? Yeah. And so anytime there's like, and it's, I said on the last episode too, it's like when somebody disagrees with you, I'm like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Like, this is an opportunity for me to learn another perspective. Yes. Like, instead of like, and it's not always easy. Like I get caught in like arguing too. And like, um, but it's important. I like what you said in the questionnaire about like you said about, I said, have you ever had your heart broken or something difficult? And basically you said to, it's important to have something to look forward to in the sense of purpose to keep you moving forward. And I think like growing up, my parents weren't very religious, um, but they didn't, they kind of just didn't have an opinion. I think when they were younger, they sure they were like hippies and they were probably had really deep conversations but once you get a job and you have kids it's focus on your family life and there wasn't a lot of time to um get deep and far out with people and have these eye-opening conversations because you're so focused on your family life which is fine um but it's interesting i was ne i never had that instilled in me of like thinking about god and things like that um and so now when you're going throughout your day and 
people are disagreeing with you and you're like, okay, like I'm being challenged. Like, how am I going to approach this? Like to be able to pause and, <clears throat> and then that comes down to like not reacting to. And I, I said to my mom the other day, like when something tense was happening and she kind of walked away and I said, like, what are you thinking about in your mind right now? Are you like, oh, that stupid person. Like why I'm so tired of this. I don't want to do that anymore. Is that what you're saying in your mind? You, it probably is like, and, and it's interesting when people are, realize that for the first time when they're like, oh my God, like, why am I, why am I saying all these mean things to myself? Um, you know, I had to, I had to do that switch when you start meditating for the first couple of times, you're like, wow, I didn't realize how much I was thinking about that. Um, yeah, honestly, like so many people have mentioned this to me too about the arguments. I don't, I, for me, yeah, like I really like healthy conversations where there's two opposing opinions and we can both explore conversation where we bring up, uh, you know, evidence of each with, with, with no judgment. And even if the conversation gets passionate, I, I feel like that's fiery and that's amazing. And yeah. I don't take that conversation and that portal. I don't open and close that and then take take energy from that then into my future moments you know so i i love having healthy debate but i honestly as well feel that as getting it's like through getting to know so many different people it's like yeah my my view my perception of reality is one lens but there's like billions of people on the earth and each person's reality is true to them you know so there are really billions of different realities happening in our one collective reality and i i describe this to my clients through the lens of the 12 dimensions of ascension and of the vedas will talk about 12 dimensions as well and so like dimension one is going to be like the worst dimension it's like hell so if you think about like the worst frequencies you can feel like it's dark it's black it's shitty in there you're being tortured like you hate everything you want to die it's like that feeling so there are people that walk around the earth like feeling that experience right and then 12 so if you visualize like an visualize like an elevator and each one of these floors is a different world and then you go all the way up to 12 and 12 it filters all the way out from one up and 12 is like bliss harmony oneness togetherness and all these different realities can see each other. Yet, like if I'm on a level 12, for example, I can see all the other realities and I'm gonna participate with all the other realities. But because somebody is using the language of a level three or a level two or a level one, I'm not gonna judge them. I'm not gonna be rude to them because I too had to overcome the blocks that were there, which then gives like, that's why they're putting out that frustration or that anger or that, oh, why are you not agreeing with me? Like, how could you not? It's like, oh, well, that's just because their, their reality is filtered through a level six. And in level six, that's the expression that you'll see. But in level 12, you look through the lens of love, harmony, and bliss. And you know that everybody is a pure being and we're all going through the human journey. And that journey looks different for everybody. And really holding that compassion and understanding to meet people where they're at. Um, that's another thing that Tantra has really given me through those purification practices and just understanding that it's a, like a de it's deeper than that. But I hope you can understand a little bit of what I'm, you yeah, know, meet people where they're at, that's meet huge. people where yeah. they're at and understand that, like, you know, you were once out of four, you're once out of three or you were once out of six, you know, and really opening up your lens to have room for everybody because there's wisdom to be gained in all of it. And even if you are in a level 12, like if whenever you st stop growing and then you start to fall down the ladder. So you need those energies of level one to give you that prick and to give you that, you know, little burst 
of curiosity within to see, oh, is there something, is there a growth edge there? You know, is there an opportunity for me to expand more here? Instead of being like, oh, that person's an idiot. I can't believe they disagreed with me or, oh, you know, you're mad at me now because of that. Instead, like, you know. The blame game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And really in Tantra, it is about being present and being present to what's in in the unseen. And so sometimes just offering space for everyone to hear who and what is being said so that they can process on their own, you know, and then coming back into uh, a connection. Like I teach this healthy conversation tool, which is really powerful for couples or individuals who are just, you know, I used to get really anxious if someone came up to me and was confronting me or even when I first started my business, like if someone tried to ask me to do a lower price, like I could get really uncomfortable by that type of interaction, right? And the conversation formula that I teach, it makes it so easy so that your nervous system is calm now in difficult conversations and you're able to get your point across in a way that feels good and aligned to you and feels good to others as well. So even if you do have a difference in opinion, the way that you're able to translate your thoughts to them goes in with ease and they're able to accept an opposing an opinion versus maybe before in the approach or in the way the language that was used that would have offered a conflict right so it's really a bridge to gap where is the person you're talking to now and where do you really want the conversation to go um and that's again yeah i always i keep saying like i love this with tantra because again when you learn your nervous system you're able to help other people bring their nervous system into peace as well and then find the real them because when that's starting to happen when there's a co-creation going on where things are starting to get in that lower expression that agitation or anger like you're talking about it's like you're not actually speaking to the real person there you're speaking through a childhood trauma you're speaking through a limiting belief you're speaking to a fear you're not actually speaking to like i think it was your mom you said right yeah so you're like yeah you weren't talking to her right but it through learning these tantric practices for yourself and for in groups you understand the nervous system and the energy and you're actually able to share that not in an educational way but because you know it you can guide someone unconscious to them out of that space and then reclaim the conversation in a way that feels healthy because it's a line now because you're speaking to that true version of that person does that make sense yeah can you give is there like a specific example, like I learned a, a good way to say no is when somebody asks you a confrontational question or something that you just want to think about, instead of just saying, yeah, sure, I'm in for that, you say, that's really interesting. Let me let me get back to you on that. Let me think about that. Let me feel that out and I'll, I'll message you later. Um, instead of being like your nervous system jolts, like, oh, I need to say yes. Like, yeah, you know what? You can always create space if you, like, I feel like I need space in a lot of conversations to really get my authentic opinion out because sometimes you'll say something one time and then that, well, even now, you know, it's like this conversation, for example, we're going to leave this conversation. And yeah, but it's like from this conversation, new information will grow and it's like, oh, I wish I said this or oh, I wish I said that. You know what I mean? So depending on really what it is, I feel like an example that I'll use is that um, there was a conversation happening between two people. One of the people was vegan and the other person wasn't vegan. And this person had just just started uh, not being vegan and the and was talking about it and was like, oh, yeah, you know, just being I forget what exactly it was, but they were saying something along the lines of how like, oh yeah, you know, I'll just, I'm going to eat it because of whatever reason, you know? And this other person who's vegan was like, oh, well, I would never do, like in their head, oh, well, I would never do that because I believe in, you know, these practices. And then felt like that person couldn't 
express themselves authentically and they felt tension within themselves because they didn't feel they could have a conversation with that person that started eating meat again. And so that's great. And so how I would have handled that, like how I had told uh, the person that I was mentoring to handle that was actually to ask questions of curiosity to understand where, like just to get to know that person, like, oh, what made you start it, start wanting to eat meat again? Oh, when did you stop eating meat? Oh, how long? What, what brought you to that? Oh, what books or information guide you there? And really, instead of passing judgment, just really start to understand. And then because this person wanted to share their journey as well, but then didn't feel that they could because then it would have been two opposing opinions and it would have been a fight because she, this one person didn't know how to express themselves in a way that felt good to them. And so I would have shared, like I said, asking those questions of curiosity to really understand the person you're talking to and then say, oh, well, can I share my perspective? It's a little different than yours, but are you open to hearing it? Asking for permission. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then being able to go from there and then saying like, how does that make you feel? Like, are you feeling comfortable in this conversation? And even just acknowledging like, oh yeah, you know, I always want to have these conversations with others, but feel intimidated to share because I know that it hits a value and a belief on the way that we operate and just saying that and saying that from the heart will really soften things to be like yeah you know what I've experienced that before too and now instead of feeling tension and distance between someone you feel togetherness you feel connection you feel like you got to know that person in a real way and there's a harmonizing that happens and I love that because I feel like the closer bonds that we have with one another, the tighter the tether is and the brighter our light is that we get to shine out to the universal gods. And I just did a post the other day sharing how when we're always thinking of just being in a space and offering healing, love, compassion, then we shine out that light to the universe, right? And it's like, what do we really want to be creating here on earth? It's peace. We want to have peace on earth, right? And it starts by coming in to the mind, seeing what we're carrying, regulating the nervous system, managing your energy body, and showing up in a way that's authentic to you. And if it's authentic, it's gonna feel good because truly we're all on level 12. We're all these beautiful beings of light, bliss, and harmony, and that's where we always wanna be. No one wants to show up from a level one, right? Um, Is this episode gonna be called level 12? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I feel like I need one of those uh, like buzzers, like for, I'm gonna use yeah this is for just to ask questions it's Mm -hmm. like i feel like that is such a great life lesson it's like when somebody disagrees with you or has their own perspective like get curious ask them questions and then you you'll start to learn their perspective maybe learn something you didn't consider yeah and and then try and find a way to maybe relate to like something universally it's like okay this person's not um, this person's a meat eater, say, and it's like, okay, is there any area in my life where I was like strict about something? I was like, this is the way. And like, and then to, to share that with them, even though I'd say I don't agree with like, say I didn't agree with like eating meat. Um, say I was the vegan and I was like meeting, like, he's like, oh, I'm on the carnivore diet. And it's like, that's really bringing up tense stuff in me. Say this is an example, but I'd be like, okay, Maybe for me, I'm like, hot yoga is my thing. You got to do hot yoga. And then like share that with them so you can make a connection with somebody, even though you disagree passionately about this one thing, but you can find some sort of commonality um, to just create a safe container so that like, even though you disagree, am I making sense? So you disagree on the fact of like the vegan and the meat eater thing, but you can find some other way to agree on something to form a bond. Yeah. And then to create this, 
this this safety net and what else was I going to say? Um, well, going adding on to what you're saying there, like in that situation, I feel like if any time I'm feeling anger or whatnot, I really try to regulate my nervous system and manage my energy field so that when I'm in a co-creation with somebody I'm showing up authentically and then if I am really experiencing a trigger from a difference of opinion I turn my awareness inward and I ask myself those questions of curiosity like what's really bothering me here and I go through all those layers I peel back oh well because they are killing animals oh well because how could they and I just keep peeling it back and going under and going under and really feeling like well what's the root cause here like what is the act, what's really bothering me, you know? Because if most likely if you're vegan, you believe in, you know, togetherness and oneness and world peace. And so the lens that you look through is gonna be through understanding and patience. And so if you're not expressing that, right. then where in you needs to be looked at? What growth edge are we bumping up to right now that's limiting you from being in your highest expression? Because, um, yeah, I believe that, again, when we're in those situations, we wanna be open to allow room for everyone, every person to have their own human experience while having our own. And um, yeah, there's obviously a lot of anger that can be brought up there when it comes to those touchy subjects. But I always suggest turning it inward and seeing in yourself, where can we expand? Where can we grow? What's this really bringing up for you? Because I look through the lens of biology and quantum physics. And so by looking through that lens, I know that nothing is really what it is. And actually in, uh, in Sanskrit, the words of Vidya, it means that we're wearing a veil over our eyes because we're in the human, we're in the human form. So we look through the lens of the human, you know, what the human gift is. And it's this reality of the physical and the hard, but through things like biology, we know everything is made of cells. And then through quantum physics, we know that we can break all that down and everything's really just vibration. So really everything that's happening in your reality is just a manifestation of the most active and alive energies that you're outputting to have the experience that your soul is meant to have to grow and evolve to continue on whatever journey it goes on beyond this point so i don't really look at things through that lens i look at things through this infinite lens which is that there's obviously a lesson here for me to be growing from within the situation if there's a trigger there for me and i might not uncover it right there it might be unseen for a while but instead of projecting onto somebody else i take that for myself and I plant that seed and I ask my angels and my guides and the elements and the creator to show me a clear path of understanding to why I this is being shown in my reality because if I'm living in level 12 it feels like heaven on earth I'm on the penthouse suite it's all good up here and so if I'm bumping into something it's because oh that's where you know in the Mario game that's where all the the coins are so I'm ready to get some more coins I'm ready for some growth you know I actually worked with a mentor and her name is Marley Benedicto and she's so amazing and I love her and um, oh my goodness I'm totally gapping on what I was just going to say. You were talking about being on level 12. Oh, it, it was that I worked with her and she got me to do this game and it was called the dream life game. And with my belief of quantum physics and biology and then with her dream life game, it really gave me another perspective or another lens to look through when it comes to looking at reality. Instead of looking at reality through this collective lens that we see, you know, we all know what the society acceptable things are look at it through this dream life game and look at it through that molecular life and look at life as an opportunity and everything that comes to you if it's really passionate and you're feeling it really strong and it's really triggering you 
how much gas would that be if that was to fill your car? And let's use that as power to fuel your next best action to align with the dream version of yourself, which is the tantric path of feeling pleasure in your body in every moment and making everything feel good. Because sometimes it feels good to feel angry and to just say like, fuck you and like give the finger and just be like, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've done that before and it did feel really, really good. And I didn't feel bad about it. And I was just like, whatever. Yeah, I don't did. care. It felt good. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah. I feel good about myself. I don't care that I just told you fuck off and it's all good, you know? I don't act like that all the time, but sometimes we have to create space for to feel everything. This is the human journey and that's about feeling. When we numb out from our human experience, we start to say no to ourselves and no to our journey. And that's when we start to see that downward spiral go from six or eight or 12 all the way down into one and until we feel nothing, right? Mm -hmm. And so Tantra is really the reawakening of all of your senses and finding everything in the nothing. Yeah, I, I read a, a book one time and it said that there's more empty space in us than like physical space or things yeah. that are touching and that we're just vibrating all the time. And so in a poetic way, like we're just vibrating in and out of time um, over and over. And every, every moment is just like this. And it's like taking a picture of a photograph. And yes, we have this blessing of the physical world. That's what we're our container. But underneath, it's like, that's all that's happening. It's just vibrating. So we're picking up these energies all the time. And energy is messages, right? And so yeah. it's like even your energy, us being beside each other, my energy vibrates at my body. I think science says six feet is how far it expands out. Your toroidal field is six feet out and around your body and so our two fields are talking to each other right now and sometimes just being in someone's presence your body will naturally change because of the energy exchange the because we're not knowing everything that the body is doing the energy is feeling out the environment which is then giving our nerves uh information that's then telling our mind what to think based on what our whole life's journey has been and how we perceive reality to be and so that same conversation that you were having with your mom if you were having that with your girlfriend or if you were having that with a buddy of yours would it have been the same energy that would have been evoked from you or was it just because of those two balls of energy and the patterns that were clashing between them and the way they were communicating then led to an argument but like i said if you have for example couples that i work with i get them to do different tantric practices and these practices bring their body into care trust nurturance safety unconditional love understanding patience and these are very healing energies and so if you were having a conversation that was super triggering when you had with your mom but then you have that conversation with your girlfriend but majority of your energy is that type of energy most likely that one friction isn't going to agitate so much that you're then moving into that dysregulated nervous system because you fill that uh that spectrum with those healing loving energies that support life for tricky conversations to be had whereas if that platform wasn't taught in a family dynamic there was no way no form set up to have healthy converse or to have difficult conversations in a healthy way where then you gave love to the nervous system after so that your nervous system knew it was safe to have those conversations like i said it might look differently your the outcome might look different based on who you're speaking to because of just the patterns the frequency that those two balls of energy human bodies are outputting and then the way those two are connecting because a lot of times it's not even really so much the words it's the energy behind the words like sometimes saying nothing is more powerful than saying something you know 
Yeah, I wonder. I wonder, like, if you like did an experiment where you closed your eyes and then you had different people like step right in front of you and you could try and sense like when somebody was in front of you or like what kind of energy they had. And yeah, I've done that before with like, I had a friend like in the corner and I like I was over here and I said, okay, like when you're looking at me, I'm gonna try and guess and see if I could sense. Yeah. Like, you know when you feel like you're like somebody's looking at me. Like, yeah, because their energy is directed to you. And yeah. that's another thing with Tantra is that you'll actually learn how to reclaim your energy. A lot of times our energy is, like I said, scattered all over the universe. So Joe Dispenza will talk about a breath where you breathe down into your belly, into your root chakra, and you engage the lower part of your body. I will teach it by engaging these two different locks. So engage your reproductive organs and your anus and you squeeze and then Joe Dispenza will say that by doing a squeezing down in your lower abdomen area you're pushing the spinal fluid and then with your thought you breathe thinking that the breath is going up through your vertebral column into your third eye in the Vedas the vertebral column is the pathway for kundalini life force energy it's called shashumana and um, this energy will flow up go into your third eye where your penile gland is is. Joe Dispenza will say this naturally feeds your brain. So you're going to have more receptivity, more clarity, more regulation. Your hormones are going to balance. You'll see every benefit because the penile gland is run in the nervous system and the nervous system runs your whole body. In the breath that I teach, I love to do the addition of holding at the top of your breath for five and then you'll feel this ball inside of your crown. And when you exhale, you'll feel that ball go out of your crown and pour down and around your body. That's your toroidal field. So building a connection to your toroidal field, having awareness of it, it is there, it's documented, and I invite everyone to go on a journey when it comes to finding that, because when you master your toroidal field, it really makes a massive difference in the way that you operate in this reality, because then you become the ruler of your kingdom, the ruler of your life. So when you have an awareness of your toroidal field, you'll know when your energy is extending out to somebody else. And I know that in my couples, when I've been mentoring couples, having one of the partners regulate their energy field has then allowed the other partner to feel space in the relationship now. And they've been able to bring back intimacy into their relationship where before one partner was feeling really resistant to it because they felt, even though the other partner wasn't doing anything physically, they felt the other person was just smothering them and then just having that other person bring back their energy really really made a huge huge difference and then by you having the awareness of where your energy is you save your energy we hear so often about like energy vampires and oh that person's sucking the energy out of me it's like we need to learn how to regulate our energy field so that we know where our energy is at so we can be sovereign in our own being and be in control of our human experience did I tell you that story at the the Tantra festival where we did a similar meditation of bringing the energy up the spine and she's like, bring the energy up, keep it going, bring it up, bring it up. And you know, I've been at this festival with like quite open humans for three days and you're in the woods for the three days. So like my energy is like, you could say being purified. And yeah. so maybe it was a little bit easier to have this happen. But as I was bringing this energy up my spine, I'm sitting there and this light starts coming on in my head. And I'm yeah. like, this is interesting. Like, I thought she was shining a light at all of us or something. I'm like, this is too good to be true. What's happening? And 
And then I asked a couple of people afterwards, I was like, did, how was the meditation? Did you feel like a light was coming on? And people were like, oh my God, me too. I thought I was crazy. And yeah. then, uh, so I'm like, I, I'd like to get back into more of those. Obviously you've done some, you've done those meditations in the past for a while. The I do those meditations like feel, what was the word? The toroidal, toroidal. feel. Yeah. <laughs> look it up. Toroidal field. Um, that's just what they've documented as like everything has an energy field around it. And so quantum physics will call this your toroidal field. So if you look this up, you'll see online, it'll show like almost like a donut energy. It goes up your center and then comes out of your crown and goes around all the sides of you. And then it wraps under your feet and then back up through the center. So um, yeah, building a connection to that will definitely help. And going back to when you were saying about feeling the presence of others, that's what I loved about the nude river dip was because being in the water in that space of presence with my eyes closed and feeling the river just rush through my body and the sounds of the nature all around and then hearing some people in the river like the splashing of the noises and like, oh, that's Solange or oh, that's Alana and like hearing everybody but not actually knowing like where they are but just intuitively mm. sensing the presence of them it was it's amazing it's amazing to be able to connect to your environment and really feel everybody in a way that isn't physically touching you know yeah let's talk about that so did you do those dips like in the summertime no okay so <laughs> you're just like how did that happen like because I wanted to break through that limiting belief and I wanted to be, I wanted to be able to embody the human experience and enjoy mother earth and all of her elements and not be scared of going in the water because it's a little bit cool. Um, I felt like I was really littling myself. And so Billy, I had been following on Instagram for like two years because I originally wanted him to put a greenhouse in one of my extra rooms downtown at the spa. Um, and it didn't work out, but I always kept him on social media and then saw that he was doing these cold plunges and I I know the health benefits but really it was never about the health benefits for me it was about connecting to the earth and expanding my capacity to feel the human experience like when i'm 90 years old i'm going to look back on memories of running naked through the forest screaming with other really amazing people that allowed me to feel a deeper level of safety and trust within myself and deeper bonds in the community that we don't have and that's why i wanted to do it for free because i feel like these are staples in the community that we should have spaces where we can come together in sacred space to honor the divine in each one where it's not about sex it's not about that it's about just enjoying the connection of being in oneness in community with others men and women and knowing that you're safe and that a little piece of fabric isn't saving your life from being in a room with somebody and the real fear for a lot of people is overcoming your judgments of self right really being fully seen and mm -hmm. once we allow ourselves to be fully seen we actually just become brighter in our own authentic essence and it inspires other people to then shine their brightest light and if we think about every person on the earth as like a little light beam how many people are at 100 percent? how many people are at 40 how many people are at 30 and then how much is the earth shining out because of that and what would happen if we were all 100 percent shining out our brightest light we would live in like an infinite world of love and peace, right? And so little experiences like that really allow you to tap in to what it would be like to feel in oneness and peace all the time. I know they're different every single time that we've gone. Two times that I've gone, I did one time with Andrew, Kate's husband, and then one time with Eric, and we were both in the water. And I loved doing it with my polarity, like having divine feminine with divine masculine and being held and breathing together. It's no sexual energy, just being in your field, being in the moment, feeling the water, but having that support with you there. 
I feel like those are the moments where I've been able to experience like the most peace. And I don't even like, I inspire, if anybody does, like wants to do that, like you will literally reach that presence and that space in moments. Anyone that's having like anxiety, depression or whatnot, like do that. And like, just again, naturally your body is going to respond in a way where you just let all of it go and you're in that space. Yeah. And you'll get to then feel that frequency and then know it's possible for you because so often we don't think it's possible for us. Like women that are like, oh, I can't orgasm. Like, no, your nervous system is not balanced. And so when your nervous system is regulated and feels safe, then you're gonna be able to have an orgasm. And so these things that we can do, like I said, we limit ourselves and by allowing yourself to open up into these practices, you then automatically, just because you live in a human body, this is how it works. This is always gonna happen. It's studied, does it to every single body. Mm. We're all the same. This is science, you know, yeah. you're then going to know what it feels like to be peace. And if you've grown up in a traumatized home or you've had only toxic relationships and you don't know what that feels like, you're not going to know it's available to you. But then going and doing an experience like that, you're going to tap into it and you're going to expand quantumly because now, you know, it ha can be for you. You can experience that. And through that opening up to feel is where all total abundance and limitless will be for you. Yeah, it's it's great when you go after experiences in life and you can feel the level one all the way up to the level 12. You have all these different experiences too and then be able to know what is available out there um, and being in community where you can be supported I think that was like the best thing for me because I was so scared I thought I was going to be paralyzed in the water <laughs> I thought I wasn't going to be able to stand up I full-on thought I was going to die like I even said to I didn't know anyone there other than I think Kate had come with me and there's like all these people there must have been like 12 people there and I'm like I think I'm going to die like am I going to be paralyzed like but then being supported by everybody and knowing that like you know what you're connected like everyone loves you like we are all here to support each other no one's going to be mean to you and when you start to have that imprint in your body again then you start to learn how to build healthy relationships because you start to know it's possible for you right like that wasn't my thing like that's not what I was going there to do but that is something that can be gained from the experience for people who are like oh Tantra is not for me or I'm too scared to do that connection practice it's like probably because you haven't reached that level within yourself yet and doing it in ways like especially like if you if women have a fear of men or whatnot for example like this is a really great way to do that because your nervous system is going to think it's going to die you are going to go into a state where you're like your body is going to think it's going to die but then you're going to have men and women both there helping you guide you in your breath and then you're going to start to naturally see those people and your body will log that as a safe moment with a man a safe moment with a woman so there's a lot of other just biological things that will happen when you put yourself into those types of experiences to quantumly grab that healing so that it's available for you. And that really is a tantric experience, allowing yourself to be fully open to feeling on all the levels. And you run through like years of deep meditation in a matter of a minute to feel uh -huh. that, whether it be 10 seconds of bliss, but you will feel it because your body will bring you there because that's what that experience does. Yeah, you know what's interesting is yeah, it forces you into presence. And in 2015, I made a vision board and I put a picture of a girl and a guy running in the woods naked and because I thought that would be like a really freeing and liberating thing to yeah. do. And like, I'm like, yeah, I just want to run because like we're only ever naked when we're like with our partner or by yourself or some people don't even get <laughs> naked in front of their partners right like some people are really not okay being naked yeah so like it was interesting 
I want to say like the first time I did a big group cold plunge in Aurelia and we walked into the beach together, it was interesting because I'd done it like five or six times, but I was interested in everybody else, like their experience. So I was paying attention to people's facial expressions and making sure everybody was doing okay. And by doing that for a solid like minute and a half, I wasn't even focused on me, yeah. um, which was interesting. And, and then I got out and like, oh, I, w I wasn't even really present with myself. I was like d a bit distracted. So f fast forward to kind of when you do the plunge by yourself, like when we did it in the tub um, and you're with one other person, it's like, yeah, it's that's also supported too, but it was more present. You're in your body. And I think that's what I love about cold showers and doing the cold plunge is it really brings you into the present moment. It makes you focus on your breathing, just like hot yoga, like the whole hour, you're like focus on your breath and it's yeah. like a whole 60 minutes of breathing. And like, I, that's what I love about it. And I think like the first time, sometimes I say yes to things. And then when you actually like get there, you're like, oh, okay, maybe I should have thought a little bit more about this, but I'm like, I'm here. Like for the nude one. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so. so for me, that was, that's the experience <laughs> that I like most. I find like, I love Aurelia and I felt like that community is super supportive, but I really, for you're, you're right. It can be distracting with everyone there. I feel like we're all so excited and it's like really fun and people are jumping in and like, it's cool. It's, it's yeah. cool. It's a great way to do it. It's and it got, thing, yeah, yeah. And it, got me it got it gave me those first steps of being able to be empowered to then go and do because I have friends that like Solange that does do that but and I would have felt safe going with her as well but I'm really happy that I started off in the community with Billy and Vita um, but my favorite way to do it is still in community still together but at night nude in the in the forest in the river because having the element of having no like light your senses are automatically heightened and there's that other subtle energy that's there as well that's just like more present with yourself and and your senses but there's another element there that i'm not describing um but yeah i find always in that experience i am focused on myself and the earth and i love it that way the best yeah i totally agree when we were walking i love when you said that you're like oh like you know, as we walk down the path, it's, it's, it's a warm up. It's getting yeah. us ready. It's like your, your, your nervous system is like getting a little bit calmer, hopefully. And it's shifting, it's shifting into, to height, like to like a heightened sense of awareness. Yeah. It's it's steady. It's like the wolf, like the, like the leader pack wolf. I always use that example for divine masculine, right? Cause he's like looking out and monitoring, but he's steady and he's grounded and he's calm and he's not reacting. Right. He's just in that observation mode, but yet very present with himself, his breath, his body, but yet still present with the things around them, but not in that uppity excited way. Like when we're cold plunging in Aurelia and people are jumping in and it's all fun, right? It's another way to experience it. All the experience, experiences are pleasurable and all of them are amazing, but they all add different things to the stew that equal the flavor of its, you know, diffusion into your life, you know? Yeah. I like, I like what you said about connecting to the earth in the forest, because that's what happened for me. Like when we undressed and then I was focused like, okay, we got to go in the water now. And it's like raining. <laughs> like, oh, it was like pouring rain. Yeah. It was crazy. We didn't really, but I felt like that was really cool too. It was. it was like it cleansed. Yeah, it was. And yeah. And then, um, like I was really and the part of me that the, the mirror kind of went on myself for a second, like you're saying, because we're like, taking off the clothes. So now we're taking off the yeah. veil and we're taking off the mask. And yeah. like, I talk so often about how it's like, we decorate our avatars with these clothes because it stimulated emotion through us that we want to project out into the world. But is that really you? 
you know it's like it's the mask even this millimeter thick fabric you know it's a mask to project out to others what i want them to view of me but when we take it all off you can't hide anymore and you really have to be with your own self right and so that's where the the element of being nude really you're right adds that presence yeah and then yeah and we walked in together and it was like it, it was kind of cool with the forest all around you yeah. it felt like this little oasis yeah and, I, and then and you're right like because you couldn't totally see everybody but you're you were sensing them more yeah. um and i, I it, re, it reminds me of going to the restaurant in toronto the O noir where it's pitch black and i'd be sitting across the table from you but i can't see you and yeah. so um, your voice actually sounds a bit louder and I can't, I don't have the depth perception of like, where are you? I know you're right in front of me, um, but your, your senses are heightened. And when we came out of the water and then I don't know if you had planned that, but you and, uh, Solange just started singing yeah. and then like, I was looking at the forest and it felt like it was gazing at yeah. me and like it, it felt, it felt more real. Yes. It felt, and I feel like yes. probably some drugs can help you like um, tap more into if like, you were taking like psilocybin or something like I'm sure it can but honestly you don't need to that's right. the amazing that's thing about I mean. these experiences yeah. is like it's already there the energy is already there but when we don't believe that there's anything in the space between you and I in the air when we believe in this hard two-dimensional way we restrict ourselves from opening up to all that is really in the, the space right oh it yeah. felt like it felt like a photograph like or when you two were singing it felt like this moment was being it was like a little ritual or like we were able to pause the moment yeah and like that it was kind of neat as you were just sitting there and it was still raining but like we weren't cold no um, yet and uh, yeah <laughs> and we were kind of standing there and i'm like this is kind of cool like this is it's like we were able to create a container uh, yeah a, and a I, portal like, of life uh, it was closing up and at that yeah. moment we were able to just saturate and allow ourselves to bathe in the energy of oneness of mother earth of being in community and safe sacred space without judgment and feeling the gift that that blossoms into us right like what a beautiful blossom that was and i we didn't plan that but you'll notice that like as you come together multiple times with people you just start to harmonize and things just start to fall into place the way that they do right and slange and i have actually made a commitment in our friendship to do these practices and to reach a certain point within our dynamic so that we can share this out into the community invite people in to experience these once in a lifetime opportunities because each time you go it will be different like we've always it's every single time it has been radically different i've gone alone with people i've gone in group i've gone by myself and it's always been a different experience and always beautiful right but uh yeah i really love that presence practice and that connection practice and totally encourage it for everybody beautiful yeah i like to do i think swimming in in nature is is so powerful too like the element of water and having the river wash by you is naturally going to clear you like we're 70 percent water right so we yeah. are all the energies that water has and we connect to it so well and in ayurveda water is your emotional body and so if you are feeling a lot of emotions then just really bathing in water if you're going to do it in your house in a tub then it will actually soak up your emotions so you want to have a shower after to clear anything that might still be within your being but the river is really great because you can sit there and you feel your body in a way that you don't normally feel your body and it just naturally cleanses you 
So I got a quick, yeah, I got a quick question then. <laughs> okay, two questions. Is, is that any point, like, as the cold water swimming becoming uh, more popular, it's like, I wonder if there's ever a line where it's like, bro, that's not safe. It's like, or is this new thing where we're going to start walking on coals eventually? That's, oh my god, That's going to be the new thing. It's like fire walking. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I don't do know. It. Oh my gosh. It I, puts you in the present moment. Well, know? I hear people are doing like don't, 10 minutes. Like there's a lot of people in that community. They're really pushing themselves. And I feel like the way that Solange and I... 45 minutes. <laughs> and it, I wish I could do it for that long. It's so amazing. But I think the real... like the way that I would describe it in Tantra is really about listening to your body and like, yeah. what is your body saying how long you want to be in here today? Right. And it's like, even when like we're all scattered in there and then like Eric and I came together in that one, um, the one time that we went and it was just natural. We just came together, you know, it's like, yeah, just letting everything unfold the way that it does and allowing your body to sense what feels good to you in that moment and honoring and trusting that and not getting in your head about what you should be doing and you have to do it for this. Just a really listen to your body, I think, is the the real takeaway from the way that I'm sharing that experience and to align it with Tantra because it should feel good. It should feel good. Obviously in the first, the first couple of times, yeah, you're going to be stressed out and there's going to be like things you have to overcome there. Right. But in the, the way that we're doing it in the river, it's like, listen to your body, be present with what the experience is meant for you today. There's been times where I've only gone in for like 30 seconds because it was like, that's yeah, what it was listen, for me today. Yeah. Listen to your body. That's, that's really important. And there's actually a heat that like, if you, if you're able to stay calm and like, kind of overwhelming moments as a good metaphor in general like and then to come to presence you'll notice all these subtleties like there's this warmth in your vital organs that yeah. like you can feel and like oh this is cool this is like protecting me right now it's keeping me safe and after one of the cold plunges i'm not even kidding you i did a double dip and i literally felt my organs i was like <laughs> to be able to feel your body in this way it was you said like that when we were in the was it with it, you guys you said it when you're in the water yeah oh my gosh it was like my vagina <laughs> yeah but also i actually mean like my organ like my literal organs like my intestinal tract like my liver like my stomach like yeah it went cool. beyond and i think i did like I, mu I must have done quite a long time both times when i went in and that's another thing right is like i've had clients say like oh i'll be like guiding them through uh what i call a kosha meditation where they start to bring their awareness from all around them to deep within them but when i start to get them to relax the muscles on their toes or their feet their legs i'll i'll know where how deep they are because i can sense the energy we can all read the energy right and uh, we all have the ability to read the energy and we all have the ability to learn to read the energy. And so that's why in, uh, me as an intuitive healer, that's what I'm doing is I'm reading the energy to understand the depth that you're at so that I can bring you from where you are now to where you want to be. And in this specific situation, I knew there was some block for my client. I said, like, what's happening in your head right now when I'm asking you to relax these parts? And that client said, oh, I'm listening. I'm listening and it's relaxing. And when I said, oh, can you relax your toes or your feet? They were like, oh, I can't feel them. So I don't know what that feels like. And it's like, yeah, that is a common thing for people. It's like, oh, they don't know how to like feel that part of their body because they're right. not living in their body. They're actually outside of their body. And um, transformational breath is where like I kind of tapped into that a little bit within myself because I did a very deep transformational breath experience. I was doing breath coaching and I was doing a lot of transformational breath. And in this one session, I, what they say is like, they leave your body and you go and you do the work in the other realms. And so I had done that. And in that state, you have this crazy awareness in your body. It's like, you're aware that your body is there, but you know, you're not there. 
And it's like, you're just feeling your body exist, breathe and beat and do what the body does, but you're not in it. And you feel this, you feel that you're not in it. And in this, and and this was the first time I had ever done that. And it was with a woman named Geary and she was a traditional lady lived in an ashram. Like she's the real deal. And I can give you like their information if anybody wants to find her, because like, I am love her. I did like lots of training with her and her husband, Govinda. Um, they're really amazing facilitators. I did like a rebirthing with them as well. So they go, I don't know if you know about the rebirthers, but there used to be like a community of people who would do rebirthing ceremonies where you relive your birth experience so that you Whoa. can, um, depending on what your birth story was, you can be carrying those traumas into this life and reliving your, your birth experience can repattern that within yourselves. And so Judith Kravis is the creator of this breath and she's got like a metaphysical degree and she's traveled around the world doing this breath on so many people and she's come up with these the transformational breath and the ways that you can do it. And yeah, in this one breath session, like I said, I had left my body to go do the work. And then I literally felt like I tripped, fell, stumbled and jumped back into my body. And I was like, <gasps> and my breath coach was like, it is safe for you to be in your body. It is safe for you to be in your body. Your body is a safe space. And it's like, oh my God, I'm back in my body. And I felt my toes. I felt my hands. I, I didn't realize that I was literally living from like the knees up. And that's how a lot of us are living because we're experiencing pain in our life and it doesn't feel good. And so your soul is like, ah, this body doesn't feel good. I don't want to be in this body. And, um, yeah. So doing things like the cold plunging allows you to reconnect with the frequency, the energy that's in the cells that are in your toes so that you can feel in your body fully and notice the sensation of the earth below your feet in the water, the mud around and the water, the waves rushing by, or just walking your steps of life and feeling all of you, not just in your mind or not just your heart beating, you know? Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Like when you said, you know, put your if we say put your hand on your heart, like most of us will be like be able to feel it. Um, but how often does someone say like, oh, like can you feel your liver or can you feel your bladder? Like can you? And I did this really cool breath or a body awareness meditation at Soulshine this summer, and for the first 15 minutes we danced. We just she's like trying to get out of your head, just move your body and and just feel. And then the next 15 minutes, I think we stood standing and she said, I want you to do a body scan. We'll start at the head. And we just slowly went down, like feel your eyelids, feel your earlobes and yeah. just try and pay attention to them. And we went down the whole body. And then the next 15 minutes, um, we just focused on our breath for 15 minutes. And I think the last 15 minutes we lied in Shavasana. And so it was a whole hour and it was so beautiful. Like I felt so connected after and like you're saying to feel parts of us that yeah like there's so much happening in our body and mm. like it's important to tune into wow there's something there or there's some i haven't why am i like you said living knees up and or or just living in your head like how often do you take a shower and you're not paying attention and like i've taken a shower before and i've washed my hair and then like 30 seconds later, I'm like, did I wash my hair? And like, because I was in my mind. Yeah. Um, or you drive somewhere and you're like, I didn't even, wasn't even. 
And then when you do that, when you get into that state, that level of awareness for all of your body, you just naturally have a deep honor, devotion, love and respect for your body because of everything that it's doing. And therefore you then open your heart to more love, honor, respect, right? And so doing these things and doing these, ta- like they're all tantric practices of connection, they just allow you more in your life, you know? I've worked with people that have started off feeling completely numb, totally disconnected, like literally I feel nothing ever to they feel everything they're fully embodied they're loving their life they're now supporting other people on their journey right and it's so beautiful and i think that word tantra it has it has a it has a way it's been skewed in the western world to mean like some type of weird sex culty of course it has crazy weirdness (laughs) and it's like it's such a pure thing to embark on it's it's the presence in every moment it's the the taking the time to reflect and offer yourself a practice that you need to connect to yourself it's connecting with others when you're ready it's opening up to vulnerability it's really being in the experience of living in this moment in time as a human the once in a lifetime opportunity that you're going to get to come here to planet earth and be a human in this body this gift of yours that doesn't ever stop you know the heart doesn't stop beating because it you you know ate a burger and it's now mad because you gained a pound it doesn't stop breathing for you because you know you smoked a joint on the weekend or whatever you know your your body your cells don't stop mitosising and creating new cells you know your body will always process everything for you and it's only thing that it's ever doing is thinking about how it can keep you alive because it loves you so much right i love my body yeah i love my body and that's why i love doing those like before we started like twirling in my body because my body loves that my body feels free she loves to do that and giving yourself all these experience that feels good and maybe you're right maybe the first step to that is getting that soft cuddly blanket and having that tea and watching your favorite movie and just journaling you know but then as you take steps on your journey incorporating more ritual into your life and opening yourself up to more of what is available to you down this doorway Maybe you'll open yourself up to community and do things like cold plunging or I have my nude sisterhood gathering where we come together and we indulge in these practices together and women leave there saying, oh my gosh, like I, for my whole life, I've struggled with feeling safe around women and just this one experience has opened me up to now knowing I can trust women, you know, Um, and it will grow and blossom into just like total embodiment where you're living it and you are it and you're just a breathing example of what it's like to be embodied. Yeah, it's pretty cool when you do one activity, whether it's a sisterhood gathering that you're offering or you go and do a cold plunge. It's like, okay, like now I can do cold plunges. I can do that. But that's going to transfer into like every area of of your your life. life. That is it. And that's why it's so beautiful. And these are all tantric practices. Tantra is the art of being present within your body and feeling what it is that you're feeling, allowing yourself to feel without judging it because it probably isn't yours because you're just a piece of the continuum all of this shit that that we are now is stuff from the very first vibration that created everything so it's not even yours and right now we're in a time of filtration and we're breaking a lot of patterns that are going on as we create what everyone is calling this new earth right and so you have the choice to hand pick and choose what seeds am i planting in my garden is this something that i want to keep or not and we're all here to offer you love and compassion as as we've had to go through that too you know we hold on to shaming guilt for like the past ways that we were and it's like we've been there you know we've had to overcome that that's why we have the wisdom to share with you now so we got you it's all good you know don't need to carry that but lean into it work through it love it and then 
be on this other side and enjoy the the fruits of your labor, the work that you've gone through to overcome those huge milestones. And you know, I did Deborah Silverman's astrology program, and she's amazing. I'm super obsessed with her. So like, go follow her on Instagram. Um, but she had said something to me. Um, oh my gosh, I'm losing it right now. I'm it'll, losing it it's now. It's okay. It'll come. You've been on. You've been on fire. Um, it'll come to you. You just have to stop thinking about it, and I then know. It, that's how the brain works. I, I have to tell you something. Tell me something, and then hopefully this Deborah Silverman <laughs> thing, one thing will come this back. This is to really me. funny. Okay, so two things. So I used to take a client to these these conventions. They were sort of like Comic Con. Um, where if you ever heard of Comic-Con, it's like comic books, superheroes, I guess. They come together, and it's this convention. There's this other convention. It's called the Fernal Equinox. It's pretty out there. And so people come, and they dress up as, like, animals um, to to be an animal instead of being yourself. And, like, it's really it's bizarre, but also really interesting. And it's very very artsy. Everyone there is an artist. They, like, either draw, play music, paint... Um, play video games. It's they're all artists, and and so when I went to these conventions with my client, um, and he had a disability, and he that that was my client, and he was really into this world. And basically, a lot of the people who were at this convention were people who had a hard time. It seemed like were kind of outcasts in life. And when they would go to this convention, it's like they could be themselves, whether it was whether they were in their suit or not. Sometimes they weren't in their suit, but they could just be themselves with all these other people who got rejected in life. Yeah. And so when I went to this festival or this convention, it was actually difficult for me to like kind of fit in. I was kind of like the odd one out and not that I was always the outcast in life, but it was hard for me to get into that world. And um, but really interesting to be in that space. So. It's interesting when you're like the anomaly, um, when I'm like, I'm the coolest person here, but like, no, I'm not. Like, sorry, I'm the coolest person at this convention center, uh, the Fernal Equinox, but no, I'm not, because like, I don't have a badass like animal outfit, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and uh, I'm trying to vibe with them. I'm like, I am struggling here. Like, I can't, like, they, they're talking about, you know, coloring and video games and comic books and it's hard for me to bond and so at the tantra festival there was a spot right by the lake that um you could go uh nude and just relax swim talk with people that they had a diving board and a slide and at one point there was probably like there was probably like 50 people there 60 people there and like everyone was naked um I was the only one who decided to keep my shorts on and for whatever reason that was about like part of me was like well I don't want to like conform right I was like I, this was kind of new for me I was like do I have to take this off like is this weird if I don't it was um, but it was interesting to like be in that space where I was like wow look at all of these people like yeah it's not a sexual thing they're just like and honestly, embracing even, their body this is funny though right I'm, but like, even I'm the only guy it, there wearing my shorts it's like but even looking at it like <laughs> you don't really get it until you actually do it because okay I remembered what I was going to say about the Deborah Silverman thing so I want to <laughs> go back to that 
which is just that like you know whatever you're struggling with is like in astrology deborah silverman will say like that is basically the mission that you're on so right give yourself the permission to lean into those spaces that don't feel good because that's what the wisdom you're meant to gain from that space so that you can then teach others the lesson from that right what do you keep bumping into in life you yeah were, you said that you're allowed that. to you're allowed to look at that and you're allowed to do that and that's what you're meant to do so give yourself the permission to feel the experience of that and then gain the wisdom out of that to embody that you know token of like if you're in a video game you know it's like oh i want a point on that because i answered this question right you know it's like that's what your journey is in those harder moments if you're a fan of astrology which i hope that you are because i'm an astrology <laughs> and i love astrology and i totally live by it and resonate with it but then going back to what you were saying there is like you know i posted a picture of me and kate the girl that's my model for my for her massage program for couples and um it was so beautiful and there was no nudity like i was in a bra and underwear that was like lavender and beautiful and kate was naked and i was on top of her but like the way my hand was and the way my hair was and the way our bodies were as i was over top of her there was nothing that you could see and it was just the way that the light was shining through with my curtains it was just so beautiful i love this photo and i used it to promote the program because when i look at that photo i saw the energy that was created which was care and nurturance and just literally relaxation and calm um, and just allowing and it was so beautiful but when I posted that picture other people saw it and they didn't see that right, right. because when some people see a group of naked people yeah. they look at that and they see something different because of what they've been told that is or because yeah. of a program that's inside of them yeah. and that's why it's like you know if you're curious about expanding or you're curious about doing that leaning into that and going and doing it because you know sometimes the way something looks isn't actually the way that it feels, yeah, don't, you know? Don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Because, you know, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, like, well, I can't really even say that because I want to be like, oh, 15 years ago, I wasn't like this. But like, I, even after a night of partying with when I was in my young years, our, my friends and I, we would all go home to our one friend's house and we would literally all get in the shower and get in the tub and chill. And it wasn't sexual. And we were all sleeping in the same beds and no, it wasn't sexual. It was just, we were just like that. It just felt good to have a shower at the end of being out and drunk and crazy and then <laughs> going to bed, you know? So I believe more probably in my high school years is when I would have had a harder time being you know, in community nude because I had those body issues and self-love and things and confidence and things like that that I had to work through. But those were the years that I was building all of that so that I could then work through it and then be who I am today. Right. So we all have those phases of where we were gaining our experience when we were in our education, when we were in our, you know, service and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's probably so many practices of like helping people tune back into their bodies and to realize how they need to appreciate their bodies and like whether it's you know a group massage or something like I think they have this they probably have that at some of the tantra workshops and festivals is like you know um just sending a lot of someone lots of love like yeah like even giving them two people massaging your legs or something or like you know supporting you and be like you know sending you love and I was going to say, even at the festival, too, there were a few things that, because it was my first festival, it was, 
it was hard for me to, to lean in completely to some of the uncomfortable things. Um, but it was also, I was basing on what I was hearing. I was like, this is what's going to happen there. And I was getting skewed answers. And so if I were to talk to the practitioner and be like, what's this about? I would have yeah. felt more comfortable and I wish I had done that. Um, but it's okay. It's my first one. And I can always people, do it. And sometimes people want to know like, oh, okay, if I book in for a session with you, for a tantric session with you or a book in for this, like what's going to happen, you know? And it's like, it's, I, I, oh, like if I told you like all the movements that I was going to do on you in a massage, like would that sound relaxing? Like I'm going to take my right. hand and I'm going right. to use firm pressure. Like it may to a degree, but really like the way that I like to share it is like what's the emotional state that you're going to experience because that's naturally what's going to happen in these tantric experiences because of how we're communicating to the body and the nervous system. And then wherever your block is, so say you're like, okay, well, um, I'm trying to get relaxed. I know that this is the first part of getting relaxed and calm, but I'm not feeling it. It's like, that's when one-to-one you would get the coaching and the support to overcome that first hurdle. And that would be the first step that you take. And maybe you don't get all the way up to a 12 in the first session, or, and most likely you won't because you'll need to learn the tools and the, uh, practices in order to regulate your energy body so that you can you know, open up to that amount of pleasure. But if the first step is just getting there or just hearing it, then that's the level of openness you are. And that's, that's okay. That's step one. That's where you're supposed to be. And then you go more next time and more the next time. If it feels good for you, like there are so many practices that I've picked up, did for a little bit and then was like, okay, well, that's all I need of it right now. And I know like that much of that practice where there are other practices that it's like inside and out. They're like a daily thing for me, like breath practice, like all day every day i am present with my breath and breathing into the belly because of being in sessions and then just to monitor my own being right um but yeah what are the vedas yeah so the vedas is like the oldest practice religion to date it was dates back to like 500 bc and um it's from the east and it's basically where all of this stuff comes from you know so it's a large philosophy it's the Bhagavad gita is a book that you can read on it um the four chapters of freedom that's another book that you can read that's gonna be in alignment with that but you know ayurveda comes from that yoga comes from that breath work comes from that tantra uh. comes from that basically the the uh, the vedas is like when the original people inhabited the land they were doing ritual and they were doing ceremony honoring the elements and the gods like the sun is called soul and this there's a chant the um the gayantra mantra and that's a chant that's to the sun thanking the sun because it's like the source of all life right because it's light shines down to grow our food we're light beings because we eat light we eat food and all food has light in it. And then we transfer that and turn that into energy, which then we output in our, in our bodies and have our little lives with that, right? Um, but yeah, these originating people, they would do these devotional practices that were very physical and very ritual and ceremonial to um, tap in to the universal gods in the sky, the frequencies up there. And then they channeled that light language down and turned it into Sanskrit. That melody language is what we can use now to like, there's a chant, gum namaha, and that's gonna be to remove blocks so that you can create a clear pathway to knowing what it is that you need to know, removing blocks and obstacles from your life. Or the Gayantra mantra, like I said, if you're wanting to open up to gratitude and start to build connection to the elements. 
then that over time, those rituals and those practices have, because you embody them and you become them, you realize you don't need them anymore because everyone is spiritual. If you're alive and you're living, you are spiritual. You're connected to the energy. You're breathing the air that you're spiritual. There's energy science and spirituality come together to say there is one thing that's i like to say keeping this shit show going and it's the energy that's ribbon throughout every single cell in existence and it's that consciousness right and um yeah so the vedas basically is like a philosophy that describes this and how it all came to be in tantra i'll talk a lot about like the yin and the yang the masculine and the feminine so shiva and shakti so shakti is our feminine energy the mother earth energy and shiva is the father sky energy Energy, the masculine energy and in the Vedas and when I was in northern India I had a really cute beautiful teacher and she described this as the first frequency which we have documented as Aum it's the frequency of the universe this is called the Shiva frequency the masculine frequency and he's just like alming along you know chilling creating that stability that structure that steadiness the masculine qualities not masculine when you think out in out in your world men masculine energy it's not a man in the physical it's masculine energy and then shiva or then the shakti energy the feminine energy came along and she offered her creativity and her inspiration and her love and it inspired him to manifest everything that's here and so the vedas will talk about the 12 dimensions which is why i talk about the 12 dimensions of ascension and it's like the 12 different realities and so we're in like the third dimension in on planet earth and there's two below us and then there's all the way up to 12 above us and in each one of those realities you're connected to them and there's a different level of purity happening in there right and so they say that whatever's happening up there is just coming down here and then we're experiencing it here in the reality which is why i say we're in a huge filtration right, right now which is why i believe that the pandemic happened as that moment for everybody to you're right have that reset check in what do you need to let go of what restructuring needs to happen here and through that we've seen this big expansion so much has happened when it comes to growth in the world like there is a positive side to the pandemic as well of course there's a, a negative side but there's also a lot of light that came out of it for sure i know so many people that have used that as a way to really deeply heal themselves and look within and create more abundance more love more alignment more truth in their life right and so the vedas is a pathway to all of that coming into your purpose learning how to communicate with your vessel and understanding what your brilliant design is yeah yeah beautiful yeah i think two quotes come to mind of our inner child is our greatest muse our greatest form of inspiration and then I made a post the other day about our, our creativity as nature manifests in us so yeah. like when we're when we're creating like yeah like like you said the light is shining on the food we're eating the food and then we're like continuing to, continuing to grow shine the light and, out yeah and then just that's that's what we're supposed to do here like you came in this world um, by creation, your parents created you and, and whatever else created you and like, you know, your gift back to creator is to create. And I got all these, most of these quotes from the artist's way book. That book is really cool. But yeah, your gift to creator is to create. Yeah. And, and why not? It's like, that's, and that's what it really means to like shine your brightest light out, like participate, participate with life. Yeah. I have a quote on my shoulder by Buddha and it says, with our thoughts, we make the world. And I got that 
probably close to 10 years ago. And it's resonated on deeper and deeper levels every year, right? Because it, it's true. Whatever lens of the world you want to look through, that's the world that you're looking at. With our thoughts, we make the world. Whatever your thoughts are is what you're going to look through and you're going to see, right? And so I've been able to change my perspective from that two-dimensional, you know, isolated, no one loves me kind of vibe to finding everything in the nothing, feeling so much beauty, so much connection, so much abundance. And it was through that tantric path of opening up, opening up to yourself. And through opening up to yourself, you're going to open up to the whole entire world. And then everyone will be able to see what it is that, you know, I, I'm thinking of this disco ball analogy. It's like sometimes all the light of our disco ball is turned inward and it's just for us. And we're like, oh, well, we don't want to share that with other people. And it's like once we meet all of our needs, we're able to shine our light out and call in our tribe, right? Right. And so I guess that's kind of the journey that I, I say because of when we know what our thoughts are and we choose what's ours, then we shine a light that's authentic to us and we live a life that feels authentic to us, which is the 12th dimension of Tantra, feeling and living in a life that feels pleasurable to you. It's going to look different to everybody, you know? Yeah, I, in the book, The Presence Process, he says, yeah, if you're feeling resistance because of something somebody did, they, they're not calling you or they're not loving you or whatever it may be, it's like, are you able to send that to yourself? Are you able to like, and I'm, I'd like to reread that chapter because what I got from it was basically, yeah, can you say just close your eyes and imagine like what it would feel like to, to be loved from say that person? And like, do you even really love that person? And like, why do you want that? But like, honestly, because <laughs> so another, often we're like, yeah. we, we seek out this and it's like, but did you ever even ask yourself, like, do you even want that? Like, do you even want that and why? And understanding that. Because I feel that's a big thing that I share with my clients and a big thing that I do all the time when I when I come up against those feelings of like, oh, well, you know, uh, that person isn't loving me or that person doesn't call me or my friend didn't do that or this. And it's like, well, why am I number one getting upset here? And yeah. what can I do to create the change that I need to, you know, have what I want in my life, whether that's having an open conversation with that person and sharing authentically what I would l like to have for that dynamic. Or like I said, maybe I actually don't even really care. And it's just a pattern from the past. It's a something else that's within you that is just looking to be seen through that what what we will call a messenger in your life, right? Like Yeah, that's what he says in the book. He yeah. says says when something upsets you if you or upsets us it's setting us up yeah it's a messenger yeah like you saying it's just revealing what you need to reflect on and i said that because you said turning nothing into everything or nothing into something as if like gifting yourself those feelings so sure like i don't necessarily need that from that person um but I'm obviously missing something that I need to give to myself. And so I don't know if you, do you ever Yeah, and like do, what like, more is here? And like what more am I, what more can I have? And what is this getting me to learn about myself, you know? Um, but yeah, definitely like every day, like constantly, I'm always in a reflective space trying to uncover, like I've been told I'm an enigma before and it's like, yeah, I think we're all little enigmas and you know, we're all trying to figure ourselves out and we all woke up here for the first time today, you know, and we're all just doing our best with what we have available to us. And so instead of projecting onto others, just claiming that all is your own because it is only yours. No one else is feeling that but you, you know, right. no one else right. is feeling your life but you. Only you know the feeling to feeling. Only you and your body know what actually was felt during your life. And there's only like so many letters and so many words to describe 
feelings that can sometimes only be known because two people experienced it together and no words can describe that, but yet two people will know exactly what that was. Does that finish it? I don't know. No, I'm just creating space. I, uh, you're right. Yeah, you can only, it's your perspective, your feelings. It's all unique. And maybe to end off here, a couple of things. I've always loved the podcast because it was uninterrupted. There's no waiter walking over and saying, how are you doing? Like, and disrupting the flow. Something I noticed though, like that I thought about when I was at the Tantra Festival, we did the, this eye gazing practice with people. So you'd, you'd stare into somebody's eyes for about five minutes and sometimes you'd ask a question and sometimes there'd be no conversation and you would just acknowledge each other. And it really brings the word namaste to life yeah. I think of like what that means and they use that they probably use that in India too I know yeah. they used it in Nepal so it's like when you're doing the eye gazing it's like it really is like I recognize you I see your light and yeah that's what's happening right now even in this podcast like an hour and 40 minutes in like we've been making eye contact this I was just whole thinking time that so it's like this is a form and, of eye gazing and actually like, biologically <laughs> dopamine will happen like when you eye gaze with someone it's a level of trust and if you have a hard time looking into somebody uh, somebody's eyes because you're there's anxiety there and there's fear of being seen right and a lot of times that can happen from from trust issue from having a trust issue no right. you know and um this is a really great practice to get into because eye gazing will stimulate dopamine to happen in the body and that's the happy hormone right so you'll start to feel happier when you eye gaze and they also say watch out who you eye gaze with because you will fall in love with that person because <laughs> you'll start to feel love for them because of what the biological responses are in the body when you eye gaze that's one of the first things i say to couples that have been together for a long time is like when was the last time you really looked into your partner's eye and not just looked at it but like looked within it and saw the different colors and the different strands and like you know your eyes have like this really dark blue on the outside but then there's like those white lines on the inside and like i'm not super close into your eyes but sometimes you'll see lots of different colors or like there's like an inner ring and it will be different than like this middle ring to the outer ring and really saying to someone like oh you know what i'm noticing this in your eyes right now it's such a beautiful way to touch somebody's heart and feel connected without having to touch like some people are in that space in their energy body where it's like don't touch me my nervous system is so rattled right now i can't have touched by anybody i just need to be in my own field you know and just having those soft eyes um another thing that i'll do in some gatherings when i was hosting these full moon gatherings is that i would reawaken everybody from a practice but instead of everybody opening their eyes and talking, uh, everyone would open their eyes and we would meet everyone's eyes and say hello with just your eyes. Like use your cool. eyes as a way to talk and send messages. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, because we, we're so used to like shaking hands or like. And it allows you to heighten your senses and really feel people because we're all supernatural. Like, you know, you can sit beside someone and you know how they're feeling. Yeah. So you can you can read the energy, you can feel the energy, and when you look into someone's eyes, you can say, "I love you. I'm here for you," and that person will feel it, and they'll think about that later and be like, "Wow, you know what? Like, I really felt the love that person was sending me through their eyes." Just like I was talking about earlier, when your energy is constantly all over your partner or all over somebody else, it is felt. Just like when I only look at your eyes. And then when I look into your eyes, I'm giving you my energy. I'm looking into your eyes. I'm trying to get into you. Whereas when I just look at you, I'm just looking around you. I'm looking at the surface of you. You're not really getting any of my energy. I'm not actually exchanging with you. I'm not looking to participate with your body that way, right? But 
and th so that's a great practice, like I said, that you can really start to feel like, oh yeah, like I know the difference because I can actually feel, it's almost like my eyes close when I don't really look at you. And then when I go to look in your eye, it's almost like my eyes open up and I feel this pathway of energy flowing right into you. Like I really am sending you a message and I am sending you a message. I'm sending you the message <laughs> of the energy that is invisible to us. So we think it's not there. Like again, bringing up that word avidya. So much is in the unseen, but it doesn't mean that it's not there. We know that there are bacteria in the air, but we don't see them right it doesn't make them any less real yeah like that intention yeah and uh focus and presence presence yeah, yeah. deep 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 getting there <laughs> getting there full spectrum here in the tantra land <laughs> i have uh maybe one more question okay like so the one of the first times i met you i said like i could sense a a self-assurance like you seem quite competent and confident with like what you're teaching or also just who you are and I wanted to ask like did you notice that shift like even as you're talking you have a it's very articulate and there's this flow like it's amazing when you think about when we're talking and you don't even have to think about the words you're saying like I'm just talking right now like having a good time <laughs> yeah. you know and you don't even have to think about it right yeah um, but when you actually get into the this this flow that you've done very well during this episode like as have you always been like that or did you notice a shift when you when you find when you stepped into that authenticity and you're like wow and maybe i mean maybe that body experience you said you're like wow my i love my body you came back into it with the breath you were talking about yeah you know i guess living in my body and experiencing me is totally different things right like you can be feeling something inside of your body but yet no one will know that you're feeling that way because the energy that you emit is something totally different so like in astrology, if your sun sign, which is your outward expression is Scorpio, you might come across really deep and philosophical and, you know, all of those mystical enchanted type of things because, and sexual, of course, because that's the second, that's the, um, that's real by your eighth house. And that's all about relationships and those types of things. And so if you're really tapping into that outward expression energy of yours, people will see that. But then say you have, this isn't my moon, but say your moon sign is cancer and this is your inward your inward inward world your inside world your inner landscape and um you know you might be really sensitive and you might really just actually want to be like your emotions you might want to be like curled up inside and you might want to just be like cooking a meal and like be totally different than what others perceive you to be right and so i feel like that's been a lot of how it is is that I have always felt a connection to my purpose energy, but in different phases of my life, I wasn't in the right environment because I was learning the wisdom that I needed to be who I am in my present day. Right. And so it's not that I had moments where I felt like I wasn't able to you know, speak competently about what I was embodying at that time, but there were moments in my path where I didn't feel aligned with the life that I was living, even though I felt that really unshakable bond with my soul, you know? Um, but yeah, I've spent about six, seven years in like really deep study where I was like only living like ritual based and only doing things that were related to the Vedas or yoga, meditation, spirituality on a you know deeper level. And um, through that journey, I feel like I've been able to come out the other end and just have the realization that like, you know what, I am it, I know it, I embody it. And I think you just get to that point in your life where you accept yourself for who you are, no matter what environment you're in, you feel comfortable because you're comfortable with yourself. Yeah, and I think you can tell by a person's laugh. Like, 
they say, yeah, they said something about like a guru, like, you know, when someone's like super, maybe not super wise, but like when someone's really expressing themselves through their laughs, like, okay, they're like, they're comfortable with themselves. They're not not afraid of being seen, right? Or Mm -hmm. like, and sure, maybe they haven't mastered all the areas, but like, that's one area. I always love that when people like laugh really loud. And and I've heard you do that and I try and do that a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's it's cathartic and like, yeah, it's interesting to look at where people um, have developed really well and how and areas that they're still working on. Like I said at the very beginning, like you're a very good speaker. Um, it flows. It's like you've developed your throat chakra. Or I'm not an expert in that, but like that area of like expressing yourself, like, um, you know, and everyone's on a different path. Like yeah. there's times where when I first started teaching dragon boating, like I it uh, was difficult I, to speak in front of groups. Um, but like, you know, we're all at different places in our life. And now like every time I get a group, I love it. It's so fun. I'm like looking at people like who, who are my characters here? Like who's gonna like bring the energy? Like who are my cheerleaders? And like you're, and you can, um, you, it's like a dance. Yeah. Um, I like that word too, dance. Like not just physically dancing, but the act of like um, flowing with somebody yeah. um, or with yourself. Yeah. And like it's you're passing something back and forth. It's really that's a, a universal word for and it's a metaphor for like um, exchange in life, exchanging energies back and forth, opening up a portal. Yeah. And so many of these words, right, like they mean similar things, but just in a little bit of a different way. And I know I had to learn a lot of different languages and there's a different language for each dimension, like language level in dimension level one is very different than the language in level 12. Right. And really understanding the the layers that you've gone through so that you can look at life more for it's fun. It's it's not this isn't really real. Like what what's around you, what the government and everyone, everything has set up for us. It's an option. You know, it doesn't need to be everything. And right. so this is just a fun game you're just supposed to enjoy it it's just god expressing itself in a variety of different ways and i know god is a trigger word for so many but it's just consciousness it's life it's creation it's whatever has created this life is just having a good time and you get to drop into this form in this moment in time and experience it and it's just for fun i literally said that today to my parents i was like don't forget have a good time at school yeah have some fun today yeah you know, your parents and God or creator didn't put you on this planet just to, you know, watch TV all day. Like, like you literally have parts of your body <laughs> that are specifically meant to experience pleasure. And that's their only thing to do. Like you are meant to enjoy this experience, you know, and the proof is there in the science of how your own body Bi- works. Biology. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so I always like to speak from that standpoint, like wherever you are, whatever you're doing, like just make sure that you're having fun and that you're doing it for you. And I actually had a girlfriend say like, Oh, like, um, aren't, do you ever get upset when people like steal your ideas? ideas or like do your ideas before you and it's like honestly I literally said I don't even really pay attention to what other people are doing because I just am wrapped up in my own values and beliefs and my own purpose energy and I celebrate everybody if if they're doing a like thing I'd love to get to know you and experience that because there's no competition because scarcity isn't really real yeah there's a 
maybe we'll, that's a whole other topic honestly yeah, and maybe. i'm not getting into that but like <laughs> look at everything around look how much space there is here it's infinite you know but it's like if you only think what's in the in the physical and the hard is real then you're going to be limited but i i choose to live like i said through the lens of biology but through the lens of quantum physics and spirituality so i'm in the unseen in the infinite merging that into the material so i can manifest and bring into reality what's in the unseen through tantra that's how i've been able to bridge that gap which is feeling pleasure feeling pleasure in your life 24 7. yeah beautiful it's in the book he says go in go in front of a mirror and try and take something from the other person like yourself your yeah. reflection and so as, as you reach out you realize there's another arm reach out trying yeah. to take from you and he said now do the opposite he said give give and like it gives to yourself yeah. and i was like damn like giving is that's receiving. beautiful i haven't heard that and that's amazing i'm so happy that you shared that yeah i was like that's, that's deep really and amazing. so you can't yeah you, can, you the only way you you can grow is to give and yeah to, and then yeah maybe um ashley from where happy souls bloom yeah uh, where did that name come from oh well um yeah, that name came from because I ended up doing a spiritual business course so that I could create my online program because I was having a hard time doing it on my own, overcoming some obstacles, and it's so fun to do in community. And I found like the perfect space. And again, whatever, like I was, I was already working on this online program, creating the content for it, but I was having some blocks about how to do the layout and stuff like that. And I was searching for answers, and I asked my angels and my guides for the answers and then they dropped in the messengers which were the right people that i could trust to invest it was like almost five grand so it was a lot of money for me and um yeah i was a yes to it and that program helped me find the name because originally i wanted it to be called the uh the art of ritual it was called uh yeah the art of ritual based living the art of ritual based living because i was super into ritual based living and then she was like, what about the art of a happy soul? Because that's what you're giving to people is a happy soul. And I was like, yes, that sounds so aligned and so good. And it just makes me so happy every time I hear it. Beautiful. You know what I noticed about you throughout this episode is you constantly said like, yeah, I, I talked to this mentor or I, I met this person in India. I took this course. I studied this. I invested in that. And it's like, don't be afraid in life. I encourage people to invest in yourself. Yeah. Invest yourself. Go like if there's something that piques your interest about a certain mentor or life coach or energy healer, you know, go, you know, pay that $80 that you would probably spend on, you know, that's dinner, just putting right? energy back into your own self. Like yeah. that $5,000 that I spent on that online program, I made back in like one month. And I was blown. I couldn't believe it. I've actually made a full-time career out of it now in two years. I literally do that 90%. So it's when you're, yeah, when you're, I hear a lot of the time people will be like, oh, I don't have the money for that. Well, when you create the space in your life to do the things that you want to do, then the money will come. Right. Right. And I never really understood that. And, but I heard it and I believed it. And then when I started investing myself more and bigger, I, like because I was investing in myself always with education, but I was also really in the grind. And I was really like thought I had to do work this way. And I thought this is the way I'm going to be able to be successful in my life and have the life I want. And then when I was able to open up this other way, I was able to have a different you know, approach to it. But um, 
oh my gosh, I'm, I'm losing my original where I was going with all of this. What was I saying in the beginning? We're just talking about investing in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So then now that I've done my online program and I invest in myself in a little bit of a different way, more with like long term mentors, I see, I see much different results because I'm actually having one-to-one support and advice on how to communicate and understand my unique individual being and my pattern that I've created throughout my lifetimes. It's different for every person. So a group course and uh, self-led stuff is all, all really, really great. But sometimes you will need to work with that mentor so that they can help you uncover that piece that you're really not seeing right your blind spots yeah and that's why i love working with mentors and you just build really nice connections and your life just infinitely grows and expands and don't let money be the thing that limits you you know figure out why that's the first step if that's a block for you go to a mentor that can help you uncover that block because that's a root chakra block that's a money block that probably came from you know you either saw it in your parents they didn't have it or you think what i thought which is that there was only one way to be successful going to that nine to five making that minimum wage or you know you have kids in a family you don't think you have the time for it it's like sometimes you don't need to invest the amount of time that you think you do into something to get the money that you want. And working with someone, they'll be able to tell you how to get from where you are now to where you wanna go. And because a lot of mentors will give you like a complimentary uh, clarity call, that's an opportunity for you to actually interview that person and be like, well, what have other clients said? And you know, what what, what have you had to go through? And what kind of stuff will, how will you get me from here to there? And what kind of- Is this right for me? Yeah, like are these the philosophies that I believe in? You know what I mean? Because if you don't believe that energy is real and you don't believe in everything that we've been talking about here, then this isn't gonna work for you. Like it's not your path you know what I mean like it's real it's scientifically proven and documented but for some people it's not the path for them right now you know and even if you do say no to your life no to something instead of saying no just say not right now that leaves it open-ended so that you know what it can circulate back and if it's meant for you you'll say well if I see this again in my reality I'll know that it's meant for me because I'm just going to say no right now now but if it circles back a second time maybe I'll have a deeper look at it really think of everything like life is talking to you it's true. It's just reflecting back at you, your thoughts and feelings and actions. Yeah. And it's, it's proposing like all these opportunities. And so mentors are a big thing though. Have you worked with mentors before? Yeah. Thanks yeah. for asking. I, yeah, I talked with, uh, I had a psychic reading like five years ago and it wasn't so much of like, this is what your life's going to be like in the future. It was more of a life coaching session or life mentoring session and we just had a good conversation about and she asked questions and gave me some ideas of where she felt like i would fit well yeah Um, so that was helpful i saw another psychic again we pulled some cards but again it was more of just like a guidance session and and you know what i love using astrology in with my sessions because a lot of people obviously believe in astrology and it's predictable and it has predicted a lot of things and so astrology really gives you the permission slip to be yourself and a lot of times that's the the block is that we're not actually allowing ourselves to be ourselves because we think we need to be somebody else in order to be happy and astrology says oh yeah that's the block you're going to be experiencing yeah oh yeah you're exactly where you need to be right now yeah and then this is the diffusion point this is what you're going to do to get over that because we're talking about energies and however you're feeling right now you want to feel the opposite of it if it's like not a good feeling you know what i mean because the opposite so if i feel like i hate everything i need love because love is going to heal hate 
You know, if I'm anxious, the opposite of anxious is calm. I need calm to heal that. And so through astrology, we can find the diffusion points for you and point you into the right direction and tell you even how long these energies are going to be available to you because it's talking about the cosmic influences. So where are the planets right now? How long are they going to be there before you get to experience something different? Just like right now, we're all in the Aquarian age. So we know that we're going against those polarities of like the end of the world and like saving the world because that's the Aquarian kind of energy. And we're through that lens having so many new advances in technology and things like this because the Aquarian energy would be like someone who created an airplane or the iPod. It's like these new ideas that are, are not really fully accepted right now because they're for the future, right? And so that's the energy that's available right now. So there's going to be a lot of creative stuff happening over these next years as we start to implement these new s social structures that are going to be going down. And as we can see, it's all been, it's all laying out, right? And so through astrology, you can say, okay, well, how long am I going to be in this cycle for right now? And what can I use this energy for? And what can this help me expand within myself? So I really love using astrology as that blueprint to life. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, you're such a good speaker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to learn more about astrology. You're right. Like, I've noticed, especially in January, but even over the last five or six months, like, new new uh, things new communities are yeah. just they're happening everywhere yeah and, it's just and like, even the receptionist here was saying how oh, all these new parties are coming up right and even <laughs> i've been out there doing all these different social things and i feel like i haven't been social for so long but i have but just in, in like a safe little cocoon you know what i mean in like a really nesting grounding mother earth comfortable safe and um, really feminine way and now I'm socializing in a more you know yang out there yeah. so like you know cold plunging and doing these more adventurous and exciting things right and I think a lot of people are tapping into that and some people are just starting their healing journey right and so we're seeing a lot when it comes to creativity and connecting with yourself and all of these philosophies are really becoming more widely accepted whereas like 10 years ago energy work wasn't even really being that widely accepted and alternative medicine when it comes to sound and vibrational medicine like sound and vibrational medicine, like we are sound and vibrational medicine, which is exactly why putting yourself into those experiences by yourself or with another where you can extract care, love, nurturance is so healing to the body. It's going to regulate your hormones. It's going to, for anyone who's struggling with weight, it's going to help you with your weight because it'll regulate all those systems in the body because that's exactly what going to a sound bowl healing would do. It's going to flood frequency through your body so that you can then regulate your nervous system and clear your energy field and then absorb and soak in the frequencies that are grounding and calm because that's your frequency ball so you can literally tap into that and use it as medicine and even in deeper work when you really you know start to um, embody or even just make those steps with your tantric journey you can actually use those practices as a way to be a conduit for your own healing so yeah it's it's so beautiful and just amazing the possibilities that are available to you when you really understand what you are. I know I've had people be like, I'm like, oh my God, like, what do you mean you're not happy in every moment? Like you're alive, like you're breathing the air, like you're so loved. Like if the, if you weren't loved, then what if the air just was like, no, we don't like you today. We're taking that air away from you. <laughs> you know, it's like you'd die, like, you know? And um, again, my mind, oh my God, I'm gonna keep doing this. I get so passionate and then I, I, I like get a little bit of a gap. Yeah, I, lo I love your ex your uh, enthusiasm. I wrote down what gets you excited this. in life to learn this, yeah, to create. Oh, yeah, which was about being a conduit for your own healing. 
yeah, participating in life. Participating. I, I think like you had said earlier, like that, that line, you didn't say this, but it's the same thing. Like you don't know what's around the corner. You never know like where the transformational moment is going to happen. Yeah. And like all of a sudden you're just going to be in the river and, uh, yeah. And you know what? The right people, when you're open, when you're open, which is what the, the Tantra journey allows you to do, just open up to yourself. And when you open up, then life will open up to you. And then more will come in at, in a way that feels good to you. It's like, I didn't just go cold plunging. Like, you know, like I ha felt comfortable because I saw Billy online for like two years and I had had conversations with him and he's really beautiful person. And so I felt safe to then go and do that. But before that, I was doing all these other practices that then led me into that. Right. So it wasn't like I just jumped into it right away. Like the world will give you and the universe will give you exactly what you need in the moments that you need them in the drip that feels good to you. It's not going to be like tsunami wave happening. You know, it's right. like, no, here's a little rainstorm. Yeah. Oh, here's a little fog. Oh, you're ready for the river to come in and the streams to start forming. Oh, you know, here's a mountain and let's have some water flowing down that. Now you have a lake. Okay, now let's grow the oceans, you know? Beautiful. Let's uh, let's leave it at that. Yeah. That's, that's such a beautiful picture. Yeah, it doesn't come in a tsunami, you know? It, it comes in, in moments. Open yourself up in life. Ask questions. Feel your body. Yeah. Appreciate your body. And where, how do people contact you for your services? Uh, yeah, head to the website, wherehappysoulsbloom.com, and you'll see all the information on there. I, I checked out your website. It's a good website. I just had it redone, so it's like <laughs> updated and amazing now. Nice. Okay. Thank you so much, Ashley K. Springer. <laughs> yeah, this was so lovely. There was like a great flow, and I'm glad. Uh, yeah, you taught me a lot about the Tantra world, even having gone to the festival. It's... Uh, I look forward to going again and or to like weaving that into my life yeah. and whether it's workshops or different like I, I want to do more drumming. I think it would be cool to like yeah. get a small group and just to drum for half hour, like a full half hour or like a full 45 minutes like yeah. of this this um, trance. Yeah. Of like, yeah, I, I really like that. I don't think we do that enough. And Thank you so much for being on the show. What should we do? Should we do a... <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. I'm going to give you a hug before I leave. But okay. yeah, this was super fun. I love talking about it. It's like, you know, one of the millions of things that can be said on Tantra. It's so expansive. So whoever is watching this, like use this as like one of the things and take what resonates now and pick up the rest when you need it. You know, whenever you hear something, whenever you've been in an experience, like it's in your body forever. And that information will come up in the moment that you need it most. So without judgment, just open your eyes, open your heart to whatever was said here and see how it lands as if it was the first brushstroke on that page, you know? Lovely. Lovely, lovely. I love Thank how you. You, you create the, the painting. Yeah. yeah. You create a picture for people. Yeah. I've been, uh, I've just been trying to follow the signs. Like I'm, I'm, I make a connection. I'm like, oh, okay, boom, that's my next step. Yeah. Like you said, there's the next brush. There's yeah. the, there it is. And it's like, and, and sometimes it looks messy. Like, honestly, my grandfather was an oil canvas painter and it was like, it only looks complete when it's done. And then you hang it up and you stand a couple feet back. If you're zoomed up on one part of the picture, <laughs> it's all these weird 
clunky, weird. It doesn't look like the way that it's supposed to look when you actually stand back and then view the whole picture as it is. You know, so sometimes we're in our life and we're painting this one rock, and then we're painting the tree that's growing out of the rock, and it's like we're so focused on that one part we don't see the rest of the picture. You know, so. That's why I say, like with the brush strokes, just let them land where they are, and one day you'll be standing a little further out from the picture, and you'll see, oh, I know why I needed to have that now, or oh, I understand that now because I can see fuller that side of the picture. Yeah, it would be boring if it you could just see it all at once. It's, it's like looking a, at only your nose on your face, you know? It's like, <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, like or only like your cheek, you know? Yeah. It's like you got to look at your whole face and body, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot happening. Yeah, here. and it flows with each other, and it makes every it complements everything, and yeah. Beautiful. I look forward to seeing what else you're creating with your sisterhood, your spiritual massages, and everything that you do. Thank so you. keep doing what you do, and uh, yeah, we'll have another, uh, we'll have another phil philosophical conversation uh, on the next episode. So amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Yay. All right. Good job making it all the way to the end. Feels good to complete things in life, right? Hopefully you learned something new, and for more information on living your favorite life, head over to yourfavoritelife.com for different personal development services. I do a few different things in life, and one of the things is connecting people to their passions through visualization, planning, and goal setting, and connecting to their community. I also run different programs in the Barry community for expression, like drop-in improv, and I help people learn about a special water that I've been drinking called Kangen. If you feel like leaving a review, I love to consider your feedback. And if you resonate with this energy, share it with a friend. Remember, the outer world is unpredictable. So do your best to control your inner world and create a nice life. Be kind, be curious, and be creative. Catch you on the flip side.